Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever gonna have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. All right. And good morning, everybody. How are you? Today is uh, Thursday, November 30th. I had to check real quick. Good, uh, good morning to each and every one of you. Get ourselves situated as we uh, come on to Frank's speech here momentarily. Uh, it is a celebratory day. Um, and I always ask the question, and we'll just keep repeating this over and over again. Uh, would you rather be a, a Jew uh, dying in a concentration camp and shoved into an easy bake oven after hard labor? Or would you rather sit there and wait to be bombed by Henry Kissinger? Uh, that's the question. Those are our lives. And basically the circumstances of every single life uh, here on Earth, Henry Kissinger has bombed more people over multiple generations than any other human being. And of course, bringing in the new world order uh, with the level of arrogance never seen before in all of human history. Uh, there isn't even a song that is appropriate. Ding dong, the witch is dead. When Madeline Albright died, uh, we will likely play that when Hillary Clinton dies. Uh, but there is no song uh, to celebrate the, the death of, of one of the most evil, influential, smartest, most arrogant uh, bastards ever in the history of humankind. Um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And we kick off the show in three, two, one, 
Go. Previously on the Pete Santilli Show. All of you freaking goons that are listening right now, you leftards, okay, that are so afraid to you want to cancel me and have canceled me because you're afraid of what I'll say to everybody else. You CIA pukes who I'm about to bury, okay, in this episode, no other talk show host has found you out in the fashion that you funneled $10 billion to open AI, which now threatens humanity. You did that CIA at Langley and we're coming after you. My retribution president is. Now, by the way, you might consider this to be violent right-wing rhetoric. I don't care what you spin my efforts to save humanity. I don't care how you spin my words to threaten, you call it threatening, the communists, because you better bet your bottom dollar that every communist listening to my voice right now better feel threatened. UN Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 organizations. Mm -hmm. He never speaks of that. If I could hear RFK Jr. say, I spent decades helping the environmental companies like Center for Biodiversity, the Sierra Club, and all those, and I helped them destroy America, and I denounce what they've done. If I hear him say that, I might even consider voting for him, but he won't. You know why he won't? He won't because he is a covert operative. That's well, why. Because in, in, certain regard, in this regard, it's not. What, what's that? Because the Kennedys, his, grand, his um, grandfather, uh, helped to create the Sierra Club. And you yeah. know, the, the founder spent much, very much time with Joe Kennedy, as Robert Kennedy said in his biography, at the compound. Right? At the Kennedy compound. Yeah. He grew up with it. That's right. And the Kennedys helped create the, uh, the environmental movement in this country. Let's be very clear on the monument issue. Uh, it depends on it. Are these federal monuments or these state or these city monuments? The citizens in these areas need to rise up and make their voice heard. I don't now. Now, um, I, I, I do. Uh, <laughs> Wow, trying to make this short here uh, on this on this topic, but I, uh, um, if it is very dangerous to start removing things, I'm not saying that all these it's appropriate. Some some of these some of these statues it may not be appropriate to display anymore. But you got to figure out first who owns the statue, and and then second, uh, uh, then that whoever owns that statue, uh, there needs to be a reasonable conversation and dialogue. I'm not. Maybe some are not appropriate to show anymore, but at the same time, it's extremely dangerous to start wiping out history. That is extremely dangerous. So, but it all depends. You know, if it's a city, I, I don't like what's gone in Charlottesville, Virginia, and there. But it depends on who owns these, and then the citizens have to rise up. And this is where I talk over and over again: you've got to rise up and show up to these meetings and say something. Don't let them get away with just you know, destroying history. Don't let them.
so cute. I just want to hug them all to death. I just want to squeeze the life out of them. Yeah, you might want to control that. Okay. Hello, young lady. Want to go get some ice cream? Yeah. Great, let's go. Excuse me, what do you think you're doing? We're getting ice cream. You want to join? No, and my daughter doesn't want to join either. Actually, she does want to join. Yeah, Mommy, I want ice cream. Are we done here? Jenny, come with Mommy. I want ice cream. Come with Mommy. Hey, Jenny, if you change your mind, we'll be here in this car. Nice. Reserve the option for later. Look at the tits on that one. Yeah. He needs to lose a few pounds. Did you know that childhood obesity is the number one Gentlemen? cause? Oh, hello, officer. One, one second. second, please. It's the number one cause of early onset diabetes. You know what? I think I did know that. What can we do for you, officer? We've had a few complaints. Can I ask you what you're doing here today? We're trying to coax that little girl into our car, but her mom's being a real pain in the ass. We're just kind of waiting for a, an opening. <laughs> Get her by herself. What is our common bond truly? Freedom. Freedom. Without freedom, you can't be a Christian no matter what denomination you belong to. You can't be a Buddhist. You can't own a donut shop. You can't drive from here to Oregon. You can't be an American because that's what it's all about. And it's the only thing that it's all about. Nothing else. Nothing else. It's about freedom. There is a time to pray and there's a time to stand. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's a beautiful day on planet Earth. Beautiful day on planet Earth. Uh, I, I'd like to uh, have everybody close your eyes, bow your head in prayer. Lord, please strike George Soros in the nuts with a bolt of lightning. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> All right. George Soros is next. He needs to go. Right. Mm. Um, he needs to go. I mean, unfortunately, I, I you know, my sadness is that uh, Henry Kissinger was never brought up for war crimes. He was that powerful. He was that powerful. He mm -hmm. could evade Nuremberg-style trials. Um, very powerful. Very brilliant. And one of the most arrogant men on planet Earth and... I, uh, good morning, uh, frankspeech.com. I made a comment as we were, uh, waiting for our 
two minute window to come on to Frank's speech. Do we run the commercials at the top two minutes, by the way? Are we? Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, excellent. So you didn't hear what I said, but this is a serious question. You have to ask yourself, you know, um, while Henry Kissinger was alive, did you weigh things out? Would I rather uh, be, be making little rocks out of big rocks at a concentration camp, slave labor camp, uh, and then guessed uh, once I'm a bag mm. of bones? Or would I want to sit there and wait for Henry Kissinger to launch a carpet bombing? He's killed himself, ordered the carpet bombing of hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, his, his reign of death has ended on this Thursday, November 30th. Now, this is big. Right now, CNN is covering George Santos, okay? Uh, but Henry Kissinger, for over 80 years, 80 years, this intellectual, one of the brightest men on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Very smart, smart man. I, I think the presidency was beneath him. You know, he was that arrogant. Um, you know, and, and, and if you don't mind, let's, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's just begin uh, this day by illustrating just how arrogant the guy is. You don't ask this guy any questions. How tell you it is inappropriate for you to question. We are serious people doing serious things. And if for you to ask the question, you think you have moral superiority. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm trying to bring in the new world order. That's a pretty good cool? impression. It was very good. I, my entire life, so, okay, the first time I knew of Henry, the name Henry Kissinger was when my dad was screaming at the gas station attendant while we're waiting in line during the oil crisis, the embargo that mm -hmm. Henry Kissinger brought on the front doorstep of negotiating. This is the truth. You may not know this. Henry Kissinger took us away from the gold standard, took us to the petrodollar and the $33 trillion in debt that's on your credit card is directly as a result of that fat bastard. Oh yeah. Directly. Mm -hmm. He negotiated that. And let me tell you something else. Uh, China's rise to eminence and prominence and dominance uh, in the new world order was brought by Henry Kissinger. He said it would have happened anyway. I might as well have ushered it in. He went there by himself. Yeah. Crossed into communist China. Mm -hmm. Struck a deal with Mao Tse Dingling and slave labor like never before seen. Now, he, he would know. I mean, half of his family members died in slave labor camps. But what, what's worse than a Nazi killing Jews is a, a Jew franchising the concept. Mm -hmm. Now we're all Jews, thanks to Henry Kissinger. May he burn right next to John McCain in the pits of hell. May he burn. Now I'm going to lay out a case here. This is not a good man. It, it doesn't matter what President Trump said about his friendship with Henry Kissinger. Everybody was friends. You had to be or you would die. Well, I do want to make a statement here. 
Ah. And the reason being is because... He was friends with him. They were acquaintance, friends on a political level, and he said he considered him a friend, which means friendly. Here's my donation for a drink to celebrate, says Rico, with a $1 Rumble Rant. Thank, Thank you, Rico. Uh, by the way, this Rico month, uh, this month right now on Locals uh, and our tips and all that stuff, uh, it's the lowest month in our history of being on Locals. Just want you to know that. Mm. We have a couple days to make up for that. I haven't uh, hit you guys hard. And when I don't, I literally go broke. Uh, so we're in that mode again. You know, please help us or we're going to be exterminated like a freaking Jew in an <laughs> easy bake oven. You know what I mean? We're going to be cooked uh, unless we get your support. We are. Sorry to say it that way, but that's it. I mean, if I don't hit you guys hard, uh, then I literally just go bankrupt. Um, so we need your support. That's it. Now let's get on to so the task at hand. My... You can't because I need to. Uh, I, we'll literally go to a four hour show. Go ahead. Okay. So mm -hmm. this is real quick. The reason everybody is friendly and has to be uh, friendly with Henry Kissinger, Pete, is because Henry Kissinger, like you said, he was the guy that would go into these countries, communist countries. It didn't matter. He'd go into all of these countries and be friends with their leadership, like Mao and Mao Zedong, you name it, all the way down the line. So, you know. It, he knew them, and those people liked Henry Kissinger, and Henry Kissinger cool. mm. would 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 get audience with these with these leaders for the president or the secretaries of state, which he was uh, one at one time. And read, so they were kind of beholden mm, to him. Sorry, we're going to move along here. Yep. Uh, Cole Thirty, yo no hablo castellano, yo este solo un grande idiota. Right? You know what that means? No. Yo esta solo una grande idiota. That means I'm just a big freaking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what that says in our chat room. Good. Huh? Mm. I wouldn't say that, Cole. Cole, you're not an idiot. No. Thank you, John, for the $10 rumble ring. Yo no sé nada. John. Yo esta un idiota. Yo sé nada, pero el señor Jesús. I know. There you go. That's right. Uh, all right, here we go. You ready? Here is the best way uh, to illustrate the arrogance and, and, and the condescension upon all humanity. The mm -hmm. presidency was, it was beneath him. He, would, he wouldn't run for president because he couldn't be as powerful. He'd have to be held accountable to the people, of course. Mm -hmm. This is how arrogant this man is was is he he lives on in hell oh his legacy will live on for quite a while dr kissinger the part of our as i made clear at the start part of our forum here today is audience questions it'll come as a surprise to no one that the cards are already coming in this next question is asked of all four of you but uh, uh but it's your turn is there anything you would like to apologize for <laughs> um. This is not this is not the occasion for this sort of a question. Uh, so, if I can comment on what was uh, uh, on what on what was said uh, before, uh, we have to start. You have to start from the assumption that serious people were making serious decisions 
with the national interest and the world interest at heart. And, uh, and so uh, this is sort of question that's highly inappropriate. Um, now, uh, I'd like to make a comment on what Jack said. There was a Cold War, it's in defense of the original decisions. There was a Cold War going on. There had been a uh, Berlin ultimatum in 1957. There was a Berlin ultimatum in 1961. There was a 50 megaton bomb exploded in September uh, 1961. There had been a Cuban, uh, there had been nuclear missiles sent to Cuba. So therefore to think that events in the world were connected was uh, not an irrational decision. It was a very rational decision. Now, my, the friends I had in the Kennedy administration were explaining to me, and I think they had a good point, that guerrilla war was a new form of warfare which was being added to nuclear war and conventional war, that the previous administrations had managed to stop nuclear war and conventional war, and that it was the task of the Kennedy administration to stop guerrilla war. It was an absolutely rational decision. Uh, and the sending of advisors, considering that President Eisenhower had recommended to President Kennedy to send combat troops to Laos as the first step in the administration, was also a very understandable and, uh, and, and rational decision. Uh, the next question then is about going all out. You have the choice about sending 500,000 troops or not sending 500,000 troops. But you don't have the choice between winning and losing once you've sent 500,000 troops. And then when you have sent 500,000 troops, how to extricate yourself uh, becomes a uh, problem that you cannot deal with by the gradualist assessment of what you do every day, which runs the risk of having the other side match it every day and you then go up into an endless war. The Nixon administration didn't send the 500,000 troops, it found the 500,000 troops. And how you extricate when you are the country on which the security of the world depends. First, how you extricate 500,000 troops technically. The amount of time it takes when you are surrounded by a million uh, North Vietnamese and a million South Vietnamese who could turn on you if you uh, suddenly pulled the plug. Uh, this is a uh, very... Henry Kissinger was the United States Secretary of Kissinger, well, the part of our, as I made clear at the start, part of our forum here today is audience questions. It'll come as a surprise to no one that the cards are already coming in. This next question is asked of all four of you, but, uh, uh, but it's your turn. Is there anything you would like to apologize for? This is not, this is not the occasion for this sort of a question. <laughs> How dare you ask me and question me?
Wow. Excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. Hi, I'm Ron Paul. I know what you're thinking. Another gold commercial. But don't put the TV on mute. You owe it to yourself to listen. Stock markets may be high right now, but they'll eventually fall. And when they do, your retirement savings will fall along with them. Call the experts at GoldCo today to learn more about how easy it is to invest in gold with a gold IRA. Call 855-614-1681 or visit goldco.com forward slash Pete. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. Deb Jordan, Deb Jordan, uh, Henry Kissinger, um, uh, und undoubtedly, uh, is legacy shaped U.S. foreign policy even today. Um, even today. I, 
each and every one of your lives was impacted negatively. Um, you know, your Nike shoes were made by a bunch of slaves uh, that Henry Kissinger helped set up. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's no turning back. That Taiwan China conflict. Uh, I mean, him, uh, and I put a picture of him on our, uh, our, our news headline, our, our thumbnail of him with chopsticks and Mao Zedong, the communist. Um, he was the one that allowed, set up and helped facilitate, um, helping communism weaponize capitalism to advance, uh, to where it is today. And now because of Henry Kissinger's work, China is strangulating the world. China is strangulating the world. It's almost irreversible. Um, But always remember, at the front of the restaurant where you order your Kung Pao chicken, know that these filthy people have a dirty grade F sanitation in the kitchen with a duck hanging up at the Mm. freaking dishwasher rack. That is the fact that is China. They're filthy people. They're, they're disgusting. Uh, they're arrogant. Uh, they are supremacists. Okay. And they are a dominant power that will stop at nothing uh, to, to, to advance its Politburo. The CCP um, has become probably the most destructive force to the entire, that the world has never seen before. We've never seen a nation, uh, not even the Roman Empire, had that much of a stranglehold on the entire planet as China does. And that was all made possible uh, by the likes of Henry Kissinger. And I'm not overblowing this. Am I, am I over-exaggerating? Oh, no. No, no, no. He, he, he made this happen. We, I mean, everything that you are suffering through that all of humanity is suffering at some level was made possible by Henry Kissinger mm-hmm. and he was never held accountable for war crimes uh, because war was 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 really just oh what what do we have in our tool bag here oh war we can just do a carpet bombing to help it but but wh- whatever agenda he had uh whatever agenda he had It, it was manufactured in his own mind, and 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 everybody was beneath him. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up the tail end. I want you to listen. Now he said it's inappropriate, and he quadruples down. And he said, "Oh, you, you ask a question, you think you have more superiority, but we are people doing busy work." On behalf, you know what? I don't want. Some freaking crazy that would ever want, I would never want to be. And there are people, I, you know, I'd, ra- I'd rather have, I mean, if he truly was a, a, a diplomat, a world diplomat, then it'd be best not to be calling for carpet bombings. You know what I mean? That's, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not a diplomat. A diplomat that does carpet bombings basically was a slick willy that put himself in a position to kill hundreds of thousands of people, right? That's not a diplomat. 
If I were uh, a truly the diplomat that everybody says that he is, including President Trump, when he gives him, you know, homage in the, you know, in the Oval Office. And, and Henry Kissinger was a, a very, very significant figure for 80 plus years. 80 years. Mm-hmm. Multi, every single president this guy controlled. And even up until his death, he worked 15 hours a day. And you're going to hear uh, an interview he did with uh, Ted Koppel. We're, we're not covering George Santos like CNN. Okay, you can go tune into CNN and listen to George Santos, who is basically a fly on the ass of the cow of life. Okay, George Santos. Regardless of how, you know, whatever the situation is, uh, George Santos is George Santos. George, George Santos is nothing in this game of things. Take a look at the total spectrum. Uh, why they would not do twenty four seven coverage of the destructive force, arrogance of Henry Kissinger. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't understand it. Just listen to what he says about, uh, oh, oh, dare you. All of our decisions, you question our decisions were important. Your own personal feelings. It has to do with how, as a country, we look at ourselves. Uh, that serious people make serious decisions ought to be taken for granted. And then we can have a meaningful debate and can come to, to answers that guide us. That way is, is a way of dividing us, torturing ourselves, and making it easy for ourselves. Because uh, there's no reason to suppose that the people who ask that sort of question have a more elevated moral standing than people who every day had to face the sort of decision that Jack Valenti uh, uh, and- uh, Did you hear what he just said? And when you know- That's the most that eloquent way should say you are a slave we are important mm-hmm. and for you to ask that question presumes that you think that you are at an elevated position and you're not and that level of arrogance and refusal to even be listen to me i was in a corporate career at a very high level i was i was very successful okay and i this is how i rose to success and marketing and sales was to be self-critical after every single interaction with a human being. Every single meeting this is what I would do. And I taught my sales reps this, and this is interpersonal communication skills. What did you like about that call? What did you dislike about the call? What would you do differently? And number four, what did you learn? Every single appointment and interaction with every human being I've ever had in the business world was a self-critical analysis. What did I like about it? What did I dislike? What would I do differently? And what did I learn? And then move on to the next one and improve and improve and improve, but focus on myself, my self-criticality. You know, if I was going to be doing carpet bombings, okay, hopefully in advance of that, I'd be like, what did I like about that carpet bombing? What did I dislike about the carpet bombing? 
What would I do differently in that carpet bombing? And what did I learn through that carpet bombing? You dare ask Henry Kissinger that question? He says, I am important. And how dare you ask me that question? You filthy slob of a human being. May you burn in freaking hell. May you burn in hell. Listen to this guy. Now, uh, I'm going to say that when I first started talking, thanks to 20 years of listening to the conspiracy theorist, Alex Jones, you know, I was called uh, a conspiracy theorist because I recited what Alex Jones had taught me about the new world order, right? And then uh, we're watching this one thing that was on TV, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody mentions the new world order. I'm like, I was just called a freaking conspiracy theorist. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Is this not true? It's true. Aaron and I are standing here on the floor now with former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, who was here ringing the bell, commemorating uh, 30 years of U.S.-China relations. With Listen closely, because what he's going to say is something called the Hegelian dialectic. You never want to let a good crisis go to waste, you know? Uh, I'm going to advance my agenda, and you as the president should use this as an opportunity to bring in. And he's talking about, guess what, Hamas and freaking Gaza and the Israelis. There you go. You got the Jew in there making decisions on behalf of all humanity and using the plight of the Palestinian to advance the new world order. Here it is right here. Aaron and I are standing here on the floor now with former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, who was here ringing the bell, commemorating uh, 30 years of U.S.-China relations, which, of course, were made possible by the uh, hard work that uh, Secretary Kissinger did while serving under President Nixon. Uh, we welcome you, sir. Thank you very much for being with us. Uh, the obvious first question is the situation in Gaza. What is it's an area of the world you have worked uh, very hard on? What is your view? How serious is this? Uh, we have to remember, Israel withdrew from Gaza unconditionally in 2005. And they are reacting to rocket attacks that have been launched out of Gaza. So the problem is, can those rocket attacks be stopped? And then they will have to stop their military operations. It's a complicated situation. But it's one that I believe uh, will be solved because uh, if peace is to evolve in the Middle East, Israel has to take its responsibilities, but the moderate Arab nations have to take responsibility for the conduct of Israel's neighbors. Do you believe that this is, uh, some people say that rocket, everything will stop a few days before the Obama uh, inauguration, that this is all very politically motivated. Uh, do, you, do you think that's true? I think it's a continuing process. The fundamental problem is can uh, Gaza conduct itself in a way that it is not a military threat to Israel. Then there will have to be a negotiation eventually uh, and soon between Israel and the Palestinians uh, about an overall peace settlement. What do you think the most important thing is for Barack Obama? Obviously, you're here to talk about uh, the anniversary for U.S.-China diplomatic relations, but if you had to say this is going to be the country or the conflict or the place that will define the Obama administration, what would it be? Uh, the, 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 the 
children and electors coming into office at a moment when there are upheavals in many parts of the world simultaneously. You have India, Pakistan, you have, you have uh, uh, the jihadist uh, movement. So he can't really say that it's one problem, that it's the most important one. Uh, but he can give a new impetus to American foreign policy, partly because the reception of him is so extraordinary around the world. I think his task will be to develop an overall strategy for America in this period when really a new world order can be created. It's a great opportunity. It isn't just a crisis. Okay. Now, what is little known is that any don't pay attention. You listen to the eloquence of his speech and uh, mm -hmm. the statesmanship by which he describes all of the conflicts around the world. And he fails to mention that every one of them we created. We literally manufactured every single chaotic event around the world from the development of the Mujahideen. I mean, all of it. And then surrounding Israel. I mean, um, the greatest threat to the Holy Land is the Muslim Brotherhood infiltrated uh, regime of the United States of America. Period. Israel needs to stop bombing Hamas mm -hmm. and focus on the funder of Hamas, and that is Barack Obama. Someone was asking and right his regime. His interview uh mm. they were talking about barack obama he was just inauguration sworn so in. it had to be 2007 yeah. the end of 2007 going into 2008 yeah. yeah i had just started listening to alex jones so you know this is what i will do uh as henry kissinger as henry kissinger leaves the earth there's one man then I, I hope he lives to be 100 plus so that we can go back and look at his legacy. Uh, and he's had a much more beneficial impact. He really has, whether he knows it, likes it or not. Uh, he's opposed everything about Henry Kissinger. And, and guess who it is? Who? Who do you think it is? I don't know, Ron Paul, maybe. <laughs> no, this uh, guy, this guy right here. No, he didn't. He didn't. And your children are turning to mindless vassals oh, yes. who, who now they, they look up to some quit instead of looking up to Thomas Jefferson or or looking up to Nikola Tesla or looking up to uh, to Magellan. I mean, kids, Magellan's a lot.
your children. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, the exact opposite of the arrogance of Henry Kissinger. How dare you ask questions? And Alex Jones, like him or not, he's mostly misliked because he always asks the questions. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. That's the truth from Sandy Hook to 9-11 to the New World Order to the globalist agenda. That is, the, that is a fact. That is the truth. He was a trailblazer of asking those questions that Henry Kissinger had such disdain for. And I'm not just saying this to suck up to Alex Jones. It's the truth. Because I remember I was asking questions because Alex Jones was. And I'm like, yeah, uh, how did those towers come down? <laughs> and uh, and what, what was going on there? I mean, I came awake. I, I didn't know how to deal with it. I was like, as a United States Marine, I was almost violently responsive to the answers to those questions that Alex, Alex Jones was answered or asking. And then I was called a conspiracy theorist when I started saying New World Order. And you know what? Uh, we're now all, it's, it's, it's not just uh, saying that Alex Jones is the do-all, be-all, end-all. We now know how to ask questions. And how dare you ever, in positions of power, ever tell us not to? We will always. And, and as we go forward, let's make absolutely certain uh, that people don't go this long. This, there's a new generation, a new world order, where we're going to hold all of these disgusting, filthy, arrogant people that think that they know better than all of humanity hmm. to operate without accountability in the darkness, okay? As this man was able to do for 80 years. He started out as an intel officer, okay? Uh -huh. And he ended as an intel officer. One of the most manipulative, disgusting uh, uh, human beings on planet Earth, period. And he died today. One of the most significant events. We're crossing the threshold of Rubicon into an era of accountability. Hillary Clinton, you will be arrested, tried, convicted for your crimes against humanity. Barack Obama, we're going to keep you around, I think, and torture you. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever original my slippers. $90 a pair with your promo code. And now my slippers come in even more sizes. Smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. 
My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60 day money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500 year old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Was that not, I mean, the Alex Jones heavy metal piece, that's just so epic and just, uh, you know, best representative, just the stew in my soul of, you know, the New World Order and the anti-New World Orderites like us, right? Death to the New World Order has come on this Thursday, November 30th. It's a significant moment. I believe it is. Now, today's uh, episode uh, is brought to you by, uh, and what, when is uh, when is December 1st? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm going to stop mentioning our sponsor because, and I'll tell you what, the, the lead up to, the ramp up to our sponsorship with 
by optimizers, all right, is going to begin with my 21-day Fat Farm Boot Camp. Pete's, that is, right? Yeah. This is uh, day four for you. Day four. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is day four? Um, I'm now on a 21-day radical plan. Why am I doing this? Not to impress you, not to impress the sponsor at all. Um, I need to get uh, back into fighting shape. We really need to, and it has to happen quickly because you, you just don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to waste another day. Um, and I am very disciplined. Uh, Deb knows this. Mm -hmm. uh, every other day I'll be fasting for 21 days. And then the days that I, I do consume is going to be keto. So I'll get myself now. Uh, the run-up to that, I was on keto. I whacked off, you know, 25 pounds of unnecessary weight. That, that should tell you where I was. Mm. Um, but, you know, listen, when I was in high school, I graduated high school, I was 200. My dad called me a 200-pound jerk, you know, <laughs> and I was 220, actually, you know, right? Right. It's funny. My friends used to crack up, Peter, you 200-pound jerk. That's funny. 220. All right, so I whacked off uh, 25 pounds. By the way, after, I'm talking like almost like point something percent body fat. I came out of the, the Marine Corps, 198 pounds, gaunt, chiseled, right? Six pack, every 198. Can you imagine? Mm. That's the lowest that I've ever, I was 175 in eighth grade. So I've always been, as they say, my mom would say big boned, you know, I don't know what that means. That's freaking <laughs> muscular. And I have been my whole life. I'm yeah. still strong, right? Oh yeah. You have uh you have a natural yeah. muscle. Yeah. So this is what I want uh, mm -hmm. you to do. If natural. you agree, we need to get in. Hey, listen, think of it this way. If you're in really bad shape, if you had to walk five miles with a pack and a bunch of stuff with you and your lovely bride to get to a certain, to get to safety, would you be able to do it? No. Majority of the people right now don't even have, I mean, can you imagine kids? You go outside on Saturday. Kids are not riding their bike up and down the street. Our nation produces fat kids and corn, right? So join me in this challenge. Go to bioptimizers.com uh, forward slash Pete. Use promo code Pete. Um, use promo code Pete. There should be some deals up there on bioptimizers. Uh, join me in this 21 day challenge and guess what they're one of their featured products uh that i need to benefit from because i've been talking recently about magnesium and its benefits um we all know the importance of sleep and we all know uh the lack thereof in my life mm -hmm. um so magnesium breakthrough from bioptimizer is a true game changer in my quest for getting a better night's sleep I have to. Um, I just don't get enough. And it actually ticks off days of life. And I told Deb this morning, what did I say? You get to a certain point, where does my discipline really kick in? Is where I really start to treasure. I mean, I have a beautiful family. Uh, we just have an addition to our family. You know, my grandson actually works with us. we got a family business that we're building as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Deb and I are going to be getting married and then Having finally 
the intercourse I've been so desperately <laughs> oh, in search of. What? No, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been serious. I can't believe how much of a prude you are holding off saying, I'm not going to, you know, conjugate with you unless we get married. Haven't you said that to me? <laughs> no. Huh? I, Didn't you I say that? Not, are you embarrassed? I'm not even going what? to engage. Not even what? I'm not going to engage you in this conversation. I'm just not. Hmm? You're crazy. <laughs> That's why I love you, because you're insane. I am insane? You make me laugh. Yeah. So, but... By optimizers.com. Uh, all right. And then December 1st, I stopped talking about by optimizers and I become a living walking billboard uh, for, for by optimizers. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I'm trying to be, uh, quite frankly, a leader by example. Mm -hmm. If you're, it, trust me, okay. If, if you're fat, and you don't do good cardio, and you're, you've got some really bad habits. Guess what? Guess what you can do? Bam! Change it right away. You have to have a head like mine that is really stubborn and disciplined, and treasure life. Mm. You know, you do bad things, and that takes away days of life. You start thinking about that, saying, "Oh my goodness, I don't want to tack you know any. I don't want to take any days away. I love my family, right?" Mm -hmm. um, so buyoptimizers.com join me in this quest it's great that I have a product that is uh, uh, helping me be able to do that because you have to supplement folks you can't just go on a radical I say it's not a radical it's um, it's pretty to the extreme why is it to the extreme uh, because I've uh, been living to the extreme and to make a turn for the better you have to you know if you want to do it quickly and dramatically uh, you make that turn. Check this out. All right. This is what really inspired me. Uh, when I took on the sponsor, um, this is what inspired me right here. As you know, I'm. Oh, no. <laughs> really? As you know. Oh, terrible. Hmm? Let's go, Brandon. I didn't have time to do it anyway. Uh, I think he's the CEO of Bioptimizers. He did the 21 day challenge and he talked about it and the supplementation that's required. And I said, that's what I'm going to do. So, bioptimizers.com, you guys. And this will be the last time I mention it. And then afterwards, hopefully, uh, there's a marked improvement. I'll be that example for you. I'm going to get on the bike. I'm going to get on the bike. I'm going to get my cardio going, you know, for my own survival. Take care of my family. Men, time to set up and take care of our family. We the people can do this, right? Let's go, Brandon. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. 
It is the best. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, mystore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. Banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world, but in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks, and the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605-3900. Be sure to... Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, mystore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras is volcanic.
coffee is fantastic. Support us by supporting our sponsors. MyPillow.com, MyStore.com. Help save uh, America. Help save America. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to... talk and a little more action right uh let's let's start it was a significant event his death and recognizing the evil that he was is the purpose of this next segment um by the way, we're also going to review something I couldn't get to yesterday. It was such a busy show, uh, but it is something that is huge. Uh, and that is the expose related to the CIA and UFOs. We're going to get to that. You know about this? Hmm? You don't? I don't think so. Okay. We're going to cover that that story and we have a couple of great interviews so we got a power pack show you don't want to miss the remaining balance of it now uh here's another thing this is a direct reflection on you okay uh, listen if we go away uh i would actually be better off <laughs> financially to tell you the truth if you guys want me to go away um you know then continue to not you know support us and we'll go away and then and then i'll get back to financial independence and security and health uh but if you want me to stay around you think we're doing a good job then continue to support us because things uh i mean could you imagine what we could do I, I can't even get people to hit the rumble button to save themselves you know uh, but if you realize that just the little things take little steps i'll take you step by step by step we will kick the crap i mean i talked to general flynn you know what he said what? open sourced intelligence and mm. the work that we can do with information that's available to us Dot connectors like myself, we could literally kick the crap out of the new world order. Uh, and we're getting really good at it. Well, why would you want to, you know, invest in a show like this, get us to this point, only to take a flamethrower to your nuts? I mean, it's really, it's self, you know, defeating. Why do that? So, step by step, I'm going to take you through step by step. Here's how we the people advance. Let's get some advertising, bring some more people in, bring some strengths, right? Uh, for instance, like, why do we want to bring more people to what we're doing? Okay, well, there's more potential supporters, uh, more uh, advertisers will come, and they are. I'm getting offers every single day, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and that helps us build our team. We've got a better staff. We do more research. Uh, we improve the production quality, and we literally go up against a multi-billion dollar industry and bring it to its knees. And I've done it before. I brought the DOJ to its knees. They spent $150 million to come get me and lost. Okay? Neener, neener, neener. Okay? And they're still going to pay. They're going to pay big. They're going to pay big. I'm not done with them yet. I'm going to bend them over the freaking hobby horse of life and stick it to them. Do you want me to do that? Continue to support me. Do you want to be an angel investor? Let me know. Please. Get over to our locals. Become an angel investor. We're, we're going to offer, I mean, we need your help. And then we're going to offer a return on your investment. Okay? Mm -hmm. If you have $1,000 or more that you want to invest in us and 
get a return and have all the paperwork finalized for that. Put it in writing. All right? Um, $1,000 or more. Get to our locals. Let me know you want to become an angel investor. I'll send you a link and send you the paperwork, and, and you will become, I mean, I'd like for this thing to be people-funded, right? All right. Uh, by the way, there's few people that know how to grab information, connect the dots, uh, than we do. We're wide awake. We can't be compromised. You can't steer us away. We will go after the truth. Um, we will not deviate. And people love that. You may not even like my approach. Who cares about my approach? I'm ugly too. Who cares about that? You get some truth. Don't you? Do you? You get truth? Yeah, heck yeah. Every single day. You do? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, here's the untold, speaking of truth, uh, here's the, uh, the untold truth about uh, Henry Kissinger. Make note of it. Uh, because we're, like I said, we're crossing the Rubicon. That, that's the old generation, multiple generations, sorry, multiple generations of criminals not being held accountable. Mm. Hundreds of millions of people dying at, the, at, the hel at their helm. Millions. They've caused the chaos in the world that you see today. Yeah, and look what's waiting in the wings to, to take the place of all of these people that are dying. Right? All these, this old generation of, you know, yeah. Harari you see, is in the waiting. Well, well look at look at look at his Soros. level of arrogance. It, uh, Henry Kissinger had, had never had any desire for people mm -hmm. to be asking questions and learning and right and interacting with those that are you know the elders that are right. Really, if you if he presented mm -hmm. himself as as an elder, um, that had experience, and he did. Um, no, 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 you can't ask him questions. He is important. You will sit there and make Nike shoes. That's it. You will be the slave. Don't ask questions because we're important. He had zero interest in saying, hey, I've learned a lot and I'm going to teach you. Let's pass this on to the next generation. Did you ever hear Henry Kissinger say that? No. Never. Never. All you ever heard him say is excuses as to how he's justified to bomb everyone. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to bomb everyone. And uh, because those people are evil, we are important. We make money. They don't. We kill them. And don't you dare ask questions. We are important. Don't you dare presume that you are morally superior. We're trying to bring in a new world order. Lucy gone with a 50. Yeah, thank you, Lucy Gon. An angel investor. Thank you. Thank you, so much, you Lucy Gon. Thank you. Henry Kissinger was the United States Secretary of State from 1973 to 1977 and became famous for shaping policy in Vietnam, the Middle East, and especially China. This is the untold truth of Henry Kissinger. 
Henry Kissinger was born Heinz Kissinger on May 27, 1923. He spent his early childhood in Firth, a city on the outskirts of Nuremberg, oh. the second largest city in Bavaria. Oh, ironic. Kissinger was the son of Louise and Paula Kissinger, a Jewish couple whom the Irish Times described as, quote, profoundly religious. In November 1923, Adolf Hitler's emergent Nazi party staged the Beer Hall Putsch in a failed attempt to overthrow the Bavarian government. Ten years later, Hitler would be chancellor, turning Germany into an oppressive dictatorship that reserves particular hostility for the nation's Jewish population. Kissinger's family was among the many that fled the country, leaving... Uh, can, can I say just one thing here over uh, the face of that evil monster, Henry Kissinger? Mm. Uh, now, now I'm going to put out this notice. You people that still remain behind, there's plenty of information that shows that our election was overthrown here in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. If you're still putting out a narrative like I'm looking at on CNN, questioning um, those that knew about election fraud in 2020, they're covering election fraud. We're covering... The, the central figure in the demise of a peaceful humanity, okay? This guy's brought more chaos to the world. These people that are still putting out a narrative that is anti-election fraud, knowing what we know now, there's scientists, there's judges now, federal judges, Obama-appointed judges that now say, that the Georgia election and those machines are not safe. And the people that have submitted this information are not conspiracy theorists. Now we still go to CNN and they're still saying that President Trump was trying to overthrow a legitimate election. Mm -hmm. Really? You, those people right there, this chick on CNN and these people on CNN are war criminals. War criminals. Because look at what the result is. You got Biden killing hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians and Russians right now from a stolen election. It wouldn't have happened if President Trump was in office. Birth in 1938. Fortunately, the Kissingers left Germany before Kristallnacht, which occurred on November 9th through 10th of that year. Also known as the Night of Broken Glass, Kristallnacht was a pogrom against Jewish people and property, resulting in the deaths of 91 people, the looting of 7,500 Jewish businesses, and the vandalism of some 1,000 synagogues, according to Britannica. Kissinger arrived in the U.S. aged 15 and settled in New York's Washington Heights, which had so many German immigrants that it was sometimes referred to as the Fourth Reich, according to The New Yorker. During these early years, Kissinger worked in a factory making shaving brushes and planned on becoming an accountant. As detailed by The New Yorker, Henry Kissinger was drafted into the U.S. Army in 1942. He relished the role so much that a compatriot observed, he was more American than I have ever seen any American. 
Historian Jeremy Suri notes how he was recruited for this role because he spoke German, had cultural knowledge of Germany, and was of Jewish heritage, which gave the Americans confidence that he would be anti-Nazi. Serving in the 84th Infantry Division, Kissinger was awarded a bronze star for his help in breaking up a Gestapo sleeper cell. It was during his military experience that Kissinger met Fritz Kramer, a fellow German-American some 15 years older than him. Kramer was an intense man who had animosity for both communists and Nazis, with whom he apparently fought in the streets of Weimar, Germany. Kramer's Nietzschean perspective on the world caused Kissinger to describe him as, quote, the greatest single influence on my formative years. However, according to Globalo, Kramer cut ties with Kissinger in the 1970s because he was, quote, visibly repulsed by Kissinger's egotism and vanity. The Guardian reported that Fritz Kramer died on September 8, 2003. After holding various positions in government and publishing influential books such as Nuclear Weapons and Foreign Policy, Henry Kissinger became head of the National Security Council in 1969, a year in which the anti-Vietnam War movement held some of its largest protests. According to Salon, Kissinger asked the Pentagon to outline possible bombing strategies in Indochina, the former French colony that encompassed Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. Soon it was decided that Cambodia was the best target for America's fleet of B-52 bombers. This is because it was host to large tracts of the Ho Chi Minh Trail, which the Viet Cong used to move fighters and equipment into South Vietnam. The ensuing campaign, dubbed Operation Menu, was conducted in total secrecy, for Kissinger knew that Congress would oppose the bombing of a neutral country. Kissinger was reportedly hands-on with the operation and was reportedly very excited by the strategy. According to a Pentagon report, Henry A. Kissinger approved each of the 3,875 Cambodia bombing raids in 1969 and 1970, as well as the methods for keeping them out of the newspaper. Ultimately, the U.S. dropped 500,000 tons of bombs on Cambodia between 1969 and 1973, killing a minimum of 100,000 civilians. A defining tenet of Richard Nixon's and Henry Kissinger's relationship was pursuing detente with the Soviet Union. According to Britannica, when Nixon assumed office in 1969, he was keen to reduce America's military commitment without losing face. Namely, he sought to achieve, quote, peace with honor in Vietnam, detente with the Soviet Union, and the opening of relations with China, which had diverged from the Soviet Union during the Sino-Soviet split, according to the National Cold War Exhibition. Diplomacy with the Soviet Union was a gravely complicated issue, but Nixon had a strong reputation as an anti-communist and tough negotiator. This gave him the confidence to pursue peace without fear of harsh criticism from conservative members of Congress. Kissinger assisted Nixon. That, that, that's, uh, that's simply not true. I, I, yes, he was an anti-communist that recognized that communism was going to come anyway. Mm -hmm. So he helped usher it in. <laughs> Period. That is a fact. That is a fact. It, their version of communism, he was anti. He was pro a new version of communism that weaponized capitalism. He surrendered our sovereignty and power to the Maoists. That is a fact.
by negotiating the Strategic Arms Limitation Talks, or SALT, which featured the Treaty on Anti-Ballistic Missile Systems and the Interim Agreement and Protocol on Limitation of Strategic Offensive Weapons. These were signed by Nixon and General Secretary Leonid Brezhnev on May 26, 1972. Henry Kissinger's involvement with China is perhaps his most enduring legacy. According to The Independent, Kissinger's appeal to other world leaders likely stemmed from his success in coordinating a meeting between President Richard Nixon and Chairman Mao Zedong, one that certainly elevated him from simple politician to phenomenon status. In 1971, Kissinger left Islamabad and lay low for a few days, ostensibly because he was ill. However, However, he had actually flown to Beijing for a secret meeting with the Chinese Communist Party. China and the U.S. were ideological adversaries and had no formal relations, notes The Atlantic, but Nixon was intent on alleviating China from, quote, angry isolation, as he wrote in October 1967. The University of Southern California reported that Kissinger spoke with Premier Zhou Lai, telling him, it is the conviction of President Nixon that a strong and developing People's Republic of China poses no threat to any essential U.S. interest. It is no accident that our two countries have had such a long history of friendship. The meeting was a success, with Kissinger ranking Zhou Lai as the most impressive statesman he had met since Charles de Gaulle. As shown in White House papers, Kissinger suggested that Nixon could visit in the spring of 1972, but the president's visit occurred even earlier on February 21st to 28th, which Nixon described as, quote, the week that changed the world. In 1973, the Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to Henry Kissinger and Les Ducteaux for negotiating the Paris Peace Accords, which secured a nationwide ceasefire in Vietnam. Which uh, he, uh, the communists never accepted in the end anyway, but they took their peace prize. The withdrawal of all U.S. troops there and dismantling of all U.S. bases within 60 days. The ceasefire will take effect at 2400 Greenwich Mean Time, January 27, 1973. Furthermore, it stipulated that Vietnam would remain split at the 17th parallel and that reunification of the country would be achieved, quote, through peaceful means. In reaction to the prize, Kissinger said, I am deeply moved by the award of the Nobel Peace Prize. I can only accept this award. Follow this timeline, ladies and gentlemen. 69, he took power as the Secretary of State and the head of the National Security Council. All right. It was the first time that that mechanism in that fashion was put in place to consolidate power in one man's office, him. Then he advanced towards building a quote-unquote relationship with the communist, new version of communism, one that weaponizes capitalism. And then, this is in 19, okay, remember, a disastrous pullout second to um, Afghanistan, pull out of Vietnam. All right, 69, he comes in, strikes an agreement, pulls out, strikes an agreement with China. Next thing you know, we got Chinese slave labor. Uh, uh, and then wait till you hear the timeline as to what he did next. 
with humility. Toe, however, refused the prize because he didn't want to be associated with Kissinger, according to Time magazine. However, he may have also rejected it because of rank hypocrisy, as Toe would oversee the North Vietnamese invasion of South Vietnam in 1975. Many were appalled by Kissinger's award, including two members of the Nobel Committee who resigned in protest. The Yom Kippur War broke out in October 1973 when Egypt and Syria attacked Israel on two fronts during the holy day of Yom Kippur. The battle ebbed and flowed and was costly for both sides until the fighting ceased on October 26th, following ceasefire resolutions from the United Nations. According to Jeremy Suri, Henry Kissinger stepped in at this point and changed the Middle East dynamic. As noted by Suri, Kissinger became the leading negotiator between the Israelis, the Egyptians, and other major actors in the region. Kissinger's intervention became known as shuttle diplomacy, which referred to how he shuttled between the combatants to... Mm. Fascinating, huh? Yeah, what it's not only fascinating, you just heard the lead up too, okay? And I'm gonna line everything up for you folks. Everything you were suffering through to this day was created by that man right there. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away, everyone. Stay right there. I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear, dog. Whoa, whoa, Charles, everyone now can get my pillow products at huge discounts at mypillow.com that's right now's the time to go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale we're bringing you exciting new products overstock specials and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else for example when you buy one of our brand new my pillow 2.0s you get another one absolutely free and with our overstock sale you save 50 percent on our luxurious giza dream bed sheets that's as low as 29.99 for the best sheets ever and with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited and once they're gone, they're gone. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, mystore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence and this family owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever gonna have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen, use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery or I get an upset stomach. 
Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. officer, all right? And I want you to think in terms of Bill Barr, the CIA guy, right, that went in, took over the DOJ, covered up on behalf of Lon Horiuchi, the wrongful death of, right, of Vicki Weaver in the Ruby Ridge incident, uh, and then the cover-up of the election overthrow of President Donald J. Trump and the lack of prosecution of all the deep staters that attempted to overthrow starting in 2015, the candidacy of President Trump, then the presidency of President Trump, that Bill Barr, CIA agent, that in the end, when there was plenty of anomalies and evidence of election fraud, turned a blind eye to it, um, allowed his FBI to cover up the Hunter Biden laptop, manipulating the 2020 election, and here we are, that Bill Barr progression, Intel, Henry Kissinger, Intel, war guy, slick Willie, had disdain for anyone questioning him and actually believed and conducted his entire life as if he were the puppet master of all the puppets known as U.S. presidents. And he kind of was. And he kind of was, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, and, and, and we're going to, we're going to lead up to something here that, and I said that his founding that relationship with the Maoists and giving them the ammunition they needed in order to advance their Maoism worldwide, like an octopus on the earth with its tentacles everywhere. Mm. That was done by the Intel operative, Henry Kissinger. Um, Nixon played with Ki with Kissinger to tell him all the other people that he wanted to go negotiate the deal in China. And Kissinger pushed back and sold himself and used his slickness, mm -hmm. uh, convinced Nixon that he was the guy to go. He went there all by himself and he struck that deal. That was with China. Shortly thereafter, guess what happened? Hmm. So there he is. Uh, one nuke right there with China. Then he's on to his next deal. Uh, of course, remember the energy crisis for those of you that are old enough. I told you about me sitting in line in the back of my Ford LTD with my dad screaming because gasoline just went from 47 cents a gallon to 52 while we were in line. He's screaming at the <laughs> gas station attendant, Henry Kissinger, and, you know, Richard Nixon. <laughs> right? What? 
I got this stuff is my life. Yeah. My life was impacted by Henry Kissinger. What was going on there? Uh, here it is. Here's Henry Kissinger ultimately signing a deal uh, with the Saudi Arabians. Okay? Signing a deal with the Saudi Arabians. What was that deal, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, it was a deal that put our... Now, this is the National Security Advisor. The National Security Advisor putting our nation in the gravest national security circumstances. Listen. All of recent history in the Middle East indicates that if there is an outbreak in the Middle East, the United States is involved whether or not it has engaged in prior diplomatic activity. It is certain that if there is another conflict, one or both of the parties is going to ask us for diplomatic support. And in that sense, it is of course true that our judgment as to who violated the agreement will affect the course that we will pursue. But in the legal sense, there is no obligation that the United States has taken to enforce the agreement. But we have had every reason to believe that success in the negotiations would mark a major step towards ending the oil embargo. Yeah. We would therefore think that... Yeah, he ended the oil embargo, embargo right? Here, here's how it happened. Watch, watch this. Would be... With the signing of this agreement right here. And guess what it did? Uh, and I'm going to tell you something right now. How do I know that it was a national uh, security issue? Uh, because, ladies and gentlemen, Rex 84, right? Mm -hmm. Readiness exercise, the turmoil uh, that we manufactured and created in the Middle East. We did it. We armed the Mujahideen the terrorists that became Al-Qaeda. We were the ones that as that chaos came that we manufactured, right? That we negotiated a settlement with diplomacy and intellectuality uh, uh, to the very, very smart intel agents known as Henry Kissinger, who literally went to Saudi Arabia and said, please buy up our debt. We're coming away from the gold standard. We want you to sell us cheap oil, and in return, we agree not to tap into even more oil reserves than you have. And we will go to fiat currency. And since then, ladies and gentlemen, we've accrued and destroyed this nation, a nation that had a decent balance sheet with a good dollar and good future prospects. And from the point at which Henry Kissinger surrendered our sovereignty, came away from the gold standard, and gave it to the Saudi Arabians, we are to this day watching our debt go up to $33 trillion. We will never, ever, ever recover from that move that took place right here. We'll never recover from that right there. That man caused... What you see in the U.S. debt clock, he caused it.
He caused it. He caused the national security scenario where FEMA had to be born, that we were no longer secure, that if something happened and Saudi Arabia decides to decouple from the U.S. dollar in the trading of oil, when did that happen? Within the past several months. Now Saudi Arabia is aligning with the BRICS, right? Mm -hmm. Who are the BRICS? Brazil, Russia, right? Mm -hmm. Iran. Yeah. This guy took many decades to set up this scenario because our constitutional republic was almost inconquerable. The freedom, right? And the stability through our currency, our innovation, our immigration, right? Um, all of that stuff. It took decades to destroy, and it took an intellectual like Henry Kissinger to destroy it. It took somebody like him to actually destroy it. Now, I believe, and, and I'm going to have to say this, so just say that I'm in a state of denial. I don't know the answer to this question. I just know President Trump enough to know that he knows when to keep his mouth shut mm. in order to get what he needs to do in order to save our country. And I've watched him despite everything that comes at him. And here he is sitting with Henry Kissinger. And you just got to keep your enemies closer to you, right? I believe. Thank you very much. Henry Kissinger has been a friend of mine. I've liked him. I've respected him. But we've been friends for a long time, long before my emergence in the world of politics, which has not been too long. But we have been uh, really in the, I guess you'd say the New York seat a little bit, but we got to know each other very well. He's a man I have great, great respect for. He's also somebody, usually I say, have you ever been in the Oval Office? And with Henry Kissinger, I didn't bother asking that uh, question because he has been in this office many, many times. But it's an honor to have Dr. Kissinger with us. Uh, a man of immense talent and experience and knowledge. And uh, I'm going to talk to him for a while and we're going to learn a lot. But I can say from a world standpoint and with many of the countries that Henry and I would talk about before the election because I would talk with Henry before the election. Uh, we've made a lot of progress with many of them. We have some outstanding and we'll handle that as we have to handle it. But we've made a lot of progress in the Middle East uh, with ISIS uh, and so many other things. It's a much calmer place. Uh, but uh, Henry, I say often, I inherited a mess, but we're fixing it. Yeah. So you may want to say something. And thank you for being here, Henry. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. President, I didn't expect this opportunity. Uh, it's always a great honor to be in this office. And I'm here at a moment when the opportunity to build a constructive, peaceful world order is very great. And the president is leaving on a trip through Asia, which I think will make a great contribution to uh, uh, progress 
and peace and prosperity. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much. Thank you, President. Thank you all for your Thank you. We were on the wrong path before. All you have to do is take a look. If you look over the last 25 years, through numerous administrations, we were on a path to a very big problem, a problem like this world has never seen. We're on the right path right now, believe me. He knows everything that I just described to you. He knows everything. Mm -hmm. He knows what Kissinger did. Um, uh, has he ever been critical of him? Um, I don't know. Um, well, he's maintained a close relationship, but President Trump, uh, we do know that what President Trump did while he was in office, and this is a fact, it is a fact that President Trump in 2017 brought in free energy technology. Listen. Which does what? It, it's interesting to see. Uh, is that true? Don't, I don't want to minimize what I just said. Yeah. President Trump destroyed what Kissinger had done to give the Saudi Arabians global exactly. dominance as an oil producer. It was interesting. Put them out of business. That's right? why I was saying that it was interesting to see Kissinger sitting there uh, and knowing, you know, Trump is saying that Kissinger was helping him undo the things that Kissinger had done. Yes. Right. Without admitting that they were his mistakes. Right. And so, they were of colossal uh, proportion. So Colossal. So the diplomacy in, in that little conversation right there mm. was, uh, I mean, really, you have to know the history to know exactly what was taking place because Kissinger knows damn well that Trump was uh, what Trump was getting ready to do. And that was to make us energy dependent. And, uh, and you, have to, you have to imagine that Kissinger uh, had something to do with that. And remember, Kissinger had all of these relationships around the world with these, with these leaders, like, uh, you know, the communist leaders, Putin. He has relationships with him, uh, North Korea, right? I do not doubt for a second that Kissinger was not in on the negotiation of Donald J. Trump walking and taking a step across the DMZ. I do not doubt that for one second, that he uh, probably paid, played a role in, in making that come about, right? Um, Kissinger, I think he liked Donald Trump. I think he did. And... Uh, you know, Kissinger was able to save face with Donald Trump, knowing that he was going to go in and obliterate yeah, all the deals with Saudi and with the Saudis uh, as far as our energy was concerned, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just an interesting uh, piece of history that I don't think people take uh, enough time to look at. And actually a great accomplishment for him to get, uh, for, for Trump to get, Kissinger to actually help undo the things that he had done. Mm. Yes. And of course right. now we're right back at Listen, right we, we have a couple of minutes Biden. here and we have a full um, uh, last hour of the show. I've got uh, great interviews coming to you uh, in this show and I want to ask you of course mm -hmm. 
um, to continue. Oh, look at this. We're going to like 63,000. Uh, can you imagine 63,000 mm -hmm. just on our main channel? Yeah. We're well into 100 and probably, I think it's 150, 160,000 um, subscribers just on Rumble alone. Wow. Powerful. Um, I think among us, 160,000 subscribers, uh, although there's a small portion that carry uh, the weight of everybody else that goes along for the free ride that's called Info Socialism, I think we're starting to learn one buck at a time. If we had 150,000 subscribers put up $1, how much is that, Deb Jordan? 150,000. Exactly. Um, if we have, and they rotate in and out, we'll finish out probably. Uh, today we didn't make it to the front page of Rumble, and we will. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it was a controversial topic. I, the topic, oh, or the I title so. was Earth Celebrates the Death of War Criminal Henry Kissinger. I don't think, uh, it's, I don't think it's that controversial. Maybe it, uh, uh, Rumble is, you know, I, I, I can't blame them because they would be attacked for being anti-Semitic mm. and lose their sponsorships and all that stuff no, like Elon I, I, Musk. This is pretty common. And, and they're not as bold as Elon Musk to say, go F yourself. <laughs> this, right? is a, this is a pretty common um, yep. uh, way of thought when it comes to yep. Kissinger. Wait, I don't think there's anything all that we, controversial about it. If, if we actually had the people that are in, if we have 2,000 people in our Rumble chat alone, all right? Embrace the concept here that mm -hmm. this is a direct reflection on you guys. If you were, let's say, just just eating fast food, sitting in the dark, getting fat, never riding your bicycle, and going outside, don't getting educated and get radicalized by FBI trolls to make you an active shooter, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. if, if that's what you want, uh, this is the direction we're heading, unless you rise up and take it one step at a time. One step, push our information forward. Let's build our army of active godly warriors. The way we do that, you push that rumble button and it puts us on the top 50. We acquire more supporters, carries the weight, and we build and grow. That's done by you. But if you want to take your flamethrower and point it at your balls and set it on fire, mm. uh, you have a choice to do that as well. It's up to you. That's it. I'm just going to leave it at that. Hmm. I'm going to leave it at that. Now, let me just give you an, a, a sample of what's coming in the next segment. It's going to be a short segment. We're going to cover it. I'm probably going to have to expand upon it in the LFA segment. All right? The Central Intelligence Agency. And what it's been. It's just rogue operation. Rogue out of control. This was Bombshell right here. Josh Boswell. Hi folks, I'm Matt and welcome to The Good Trouble Show. This morning's article in the Daily Mail detailing a super secret CIA program called the Office of Global Access and its involvement in running operations to recover crashed UAPs, otherwise known as UFOs, was nothing short of a bombshell. Utilizing special forces... Utilizing special forces. Wait to hear what they're doing. Yeah. 
Everything's been corroborated. The Central Intelligence Agency has UFOs, technology. And what are they doing? Funneling it off to corporations. Benefiting from it. It's crazy. We'll be back uh, after uh, this break, you guys. Don't go away. Support Mike Lindell, would you please? I'm excited to... I'm excited to I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original my slippers. Just save ninety dollars a pair with your promo code. And now my slippers come in even more sizes: smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are gonna love my slippers that I'm extending my 60 day money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Hi, I'm Ron Paul. I know what you're thinking, another gold commercial. But don't put the TV on mute. You owe it to yourself to listen. Stock markets may be high right now, but they'll eventually fall. And when they do, your retirement savings will fall along with them. Call the experts at Gold Co. today to learn more about how easy it is to invest in gold with a gold IRA. Call 855-614-1681 or visit goldco.com forward slash Pete. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time.
about this report with the, uh, the UFOs and the CIA. Did you know about it? it it's just within the uh, past 24, 48 hours yeah, I've that it been, made it to the public. Have you been following it? I've, I've been following it uh, as it's been coming out, and I understand that you have done a deep dive into it. So oh, I am yeah. aware, yes. Okay. So let me... Let me get right back to it. Let's do this. Um, by the way, this has all been quadruple checked. And special forces are helping the CIA. Mm. Mm hmm survive without proper oversight. I was fortunate to be one of the three journalists who brought you this story in the Daily Mail, and joining us to discuss this article are my co-authors, Josh Boswell and Christopher Sharp. Guys, how are you doing? It's, uh, this was one uh, hell of a story. Josh, uh, Chris, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. And um, yeah, I tell you, this, this has been an interesting journey, a bit of a long journey. Uh, Chris, if you wouldn't mind, uh, Walk us through it, how, how this story actually came about. Yes, yeah, so firstly, thank you for, um, for having me and thank you both for really kind of like, you know, working um, together on the story and helping putting this together, basically. Um, so, yeah, so I started during the summer and I just started getting interested in how a potential crash retrieval operation involving a potential non-human craft or craft of not of unknown origin might might actually work. What would actually, what would be the actual details? Who would go out to get it? How would they get access to it? What would they do with the radiological materials and all this stuff? So I started making inquiries um, and doing my own background research. Uh, so uh, you know, I started thinking, well, actually, if it involves radiological material then it would be the DOE, so the Department of Energy that might be involved. Um, so I contacted um, uh, the NSA um, to try to get more details into how that aspect um, could potentially work. Um, so NSA is National Nuclear Security Administration, um, and, it, and, and basically under it is the Nuclear Emergency Support Team. Uh, so they would be kind of like your response team should there be radiological material that might be a risk or something like that. And it's made up of engineers and scientists. So I thought, well, let's try to get them on the record. You know, have they ever come across or handled anything of unknown origin um, or non-human origin? Um, so, yeah, I started asking the questions, getting them on record. I mean, they confirmed that they work with materials of unknown origin all the time. It's part of their job, basically. Um, however, they did also confirm that, that um, we've not ever found any of this material to be of non-human origin. So I thought, well, well, that's great. I mean, that potentially rules them out. We've got them on the record. Uh, let's dive into this some more. So uh, then I started doing some other research and talking to um, sources and um, JSOC came up a few times, um, so that's Joint Special Operations Command. Uh, so again, um, I thought, okay, let's get them on record then. Uh, and they came back to me just saying, uh, yeah, I have nothing for you. When I asked them if they had ever um, worked, if they, if they had ever kind of like worked on operations 
in relation to materials of unknown origins. So um, I thought, okay, well, that's quite interesting. And they had nothing for me. And, and I followed up with that. And I said, look, is that a denial? Can I count that as a denial? And they didn't come back to me. So I thought, well, okay, um, that's quite a strange answer. Um, you know, obviously it could mean anything. So it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that they do have these kinds of materials they've encountered. It could just mean that, that go away. We don't want to deal with the journalist. So I would I would stress that. <laughs> um, right, right. And 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 yeah, and, and then I guess um, just to finish off, um, I was doing some research as well about the Office of Global Access um, within the CIA's um, Science and Technology Directorate. Um, the, the the name had come up a few times. Uh, so I, I did some research into it, um, and I guess what I needed is I needed more meat to the bone, <laughs> and uh, that's where you came into the equation, Matt. Um, uh, you know, we started speaking to some sources, getting corroboration, and um, we started this big process of trying to find um, what the details might be and if there was any um, if there was anything behind these um, potential claims. Yeah, and I, I was very excited to, uh, to a, because uh, you, you, you had approached me about, about this uh, story, and a lot of it was completely new to me. And of course, I thought, you know, what, what can I do to help? So I brought my sources to bear my relationships. And I think at, at some point, you and I reached a point where, of course, this we originally had, had spoken about this being in the liberation times and and the great work you you know you've done in the liberation times. But I I think we kind of reached a point where we decided, you know what, this is a really big story, and this deserved to go into a much larger publication. And immediately the thought of the Daily Mail uh, came up and, and Josh, Josh, of course, you've done a lot of really great work in this space. So when, uh, when we reached out to you, Josh, what was, uh, and, and kind of told you what we were coming across, what was your reaction to it? What, what were you thinking? Are these guys nuts or were you in complete uh, shock over what, what information was we were uh, bringing to bear? Yeah, I mean, there's always when when you're doing these stories about, um, you know, UAP, UFOs, um, there's always that part of you that's still there thinking, I still get this every time. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. You know, th <laughs> this is astounding. What right. are we really talking about here? We're talking about, you know, non-human craft that have crashed or landed and have been picked up by the CIA, you know, uh, or at least in an operation that's organized by the CIA. Um, and then are being hidden somewhere and our government is keeping that from us. I mean, that is wild, you know, and these are um, claims that have been put out there already, you know, by David Grush, for example, the broad idea that the government has these, uh, you know, crashed craft um, hidden somewhere. Um, but I thought it was a really great idea to try and pin down what the details of that were, as Chris was sort of explaining there. Um, you know, if this is true that the government has these um, these entities, these um, you know, uh, crashed craft um, sources, whatever you want to call them. Um, then you know there must have been a process for them to collect those and and there must have been a process for them to then hand them off to whoever's got them now and if we're going to find out more about it we need to follow that paper trail 
And so this story is really trying to dig into that. Um, I thought that you had some, you know, a great start with um, with you know, the the indications that you had from your sources, the uh, information that they gave you, and um, you know, I thought it needed some more to really firm it up. And uh, so, you know, I've got my own sources wow, in huh? this area. Okay, we're gonna have to dig further into that. I've got uh, an interview uh, coming up with Dr. Blossom. That's huge. You need to see that. And that's gonna be coming up. Uh, right after we get over the top of the hour hump, stay with me. You're going to love, 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 love uh, this interview. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, really? power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supply. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality, non-GMO and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete yes, Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? The Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. I'm excited to announce that you've all made MyPillow 2.0 a huge success. And with your amazing support, we've been able to expand MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our per kill bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only $39 a set. Queens, $35. Fulls, $29. And twin size, just $25. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets and because of this I've been able to add more color sizes and even prints and they're still at closeout prices so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now use your promo code and you'll get my king size only $39 a set queens $35 full $29 and twin size just $25 order now once they're gone they're gone for good you're, You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Whoa, whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find in anywhere else. Um, For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow um, 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35. Or our sandals and slides for just $25. These are limited. Once they're gone, they're gone. Uh, so again, um, I thought 
okay, let's get them on record then. Uh, and they came back to me. Sorry. You know what's hilarious? We are so, so steak and potatoes, okay? Uh, I can't even tell you what happens. If anybody has any complaints about the production mistakes, you can blame it on me, A. And secondly, if you want me to improve your consumption pleasure, send a check to P.O. Box 30122. We'll remain fully staffed. But until then, uh, I'm going to be in the boys' room and listening in my earbuds. I leave my earbuds on while I'm in the boys' room. Can you imagine that? I'm like, oh, and I had to run. <laughs> Right. Uh, to catch it. But <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Um, there's George. All right. This next interview, um, I have a comment on top of what I'm about to say. The, the level of anti-Semitism uh, that we're seeing mm -hmm. is, I would say it's, it's, it's unmatched. It's even more dangerous than World War II. Yeah. It's more dangerous. Um, it's sweeping the globe. Over the um, the lighting of the tree in Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Now look at, uh, there's minute, a book, Islamic. Go, go ahead. It, mm -hmm. it goes to your point here. This is really yep. important. Okay. Um, there were the Palestinians so, and their supporters here in the United States took over Rockefeller Center yesterday when they lit the, the big tree. You guys know about that, right? Uh, let's, can we go one step further and, and say that it was happened? allowed to be? What? It was allowed to be, yes. It was allowed to be. And, get, and, and guess what was mixed in the crowd? Mm. Swastika flags. So here's what's happening. Um, the the Fake narrative. Right. Mm. Uh, the real far left right, Pete, is joining forces with this group of people. Mm. And um, it's it's something else, right? It's something else to watch. The level solely based on the anti-Semitism of the whole thing. Seriously. Yeah. I've seen people do, be mm. so anti-Jewish I get being anti-Zionist, right? I mean, uh, as the government uh, has portrays, you know, their Zionism, right? It mm. it has gone like most countries, unfortunately, where our country is headed into into communism. Now, you know, Israel will say, "Well, we have to be very careful." Uh, you know, yeah, we got people it. having yeah. guns and blah, blah, blah. Because I'm going to have to cut you off here in a second because otherwise the tail end of it uh, will go into the next hour. But, but anyway, that's what I was observing yesterday. And it was, I was like, wow. And please tell people not to send me hate mail. They won't. They won't uh, yeah, they will. You. They're like, you're so rude to her. You're telling her to cut her ear off. Uh, I'm the clock Nazi. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's get on with it. If you're gonna We are going to get on with it. I'm going to play this. <laughs> it is right. one of the... He's the foremost expert, Dr. Andrew Bostom. This is amazing. The legacy of Islamic anti-Semitism. 
probably one of the most important interviews I've done. Definitely the, the most important interview I've done on this subject. Mm -hmm. All right. And we will come back at the end of it. Uh, and we'll come back at the end of it and, uh, and kick us off into uh, this afternoon. Uh, now, of course, if you like the content we're producing, this is the end of the month, last day. Um, if you want us to survive, please support us. If you want to strangulate us, uh, please join uh, Henry Kissinger and go strike a deal with the Chicoms to take over the world. There you go. Mm. Or join me in crushing their Chicomism. I believe that this jihad uh, is now, tar you know, of course, uh, very concerned about uh, anti-Semitism, the hatred that is in the world so quickly to say, oh my goodness, we must stand. And the billionaires coming behind and funding these protests to get people to the streets to fight for the plight of the, the Palestinians. It's not, it's not about the Palestinians. If you understand what the stated goal is of Hamas themselves, they need to wipe out the, the, the nation of Israel. Uh, itself right. they're they're not about they're using palestinians as when we say human shields it's not some propaganda counter they're literally their stated top level goal is to wipe out israel the jews and i believe now sir christians christians and jews in this jihad well i mean so so the muslim brotherhood has long had this this mantra uh first we kill the saturday people then we kill the sunday people so yeah, I mean this is part of the global jihad that we're that we're seeing renewed. Um, it's it's been brewing for for a long time. guest, Andrew, Dr. Andrew uh, G. Bostrom is an American author and medical doctor who writes about the subject of Islam. Um, he is a retired associate professor of medicine at Brown University Medical School. Uh, and he joins me to have a discussion. And I, I do have to say it, um, uh, it, it just happenstance as uh, Dr. Boston was coming on. Uh, I just came off of a great conversation with Frank Gaffney, uh, and it's going to be a great segue. I'm thinking of butting uh, these two conversations together because they, I, I believe they're they're going to go part and parcel. And of course, Frank Gaffney uh, said, "I know that gentleman right there as he was parting." But uh, this is the first time you're here on the Pete Santilli show, Doctor Boston. Welcome, sir. Thank you. At probably one of the most important times in all of human history right now is it not am i overstating that it's it's fraught and, and thank you for having me pete it's uh thank it's you. definitely it's definitely a fraught time i mean as 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 a jew i i i can only say that uh you know i i i've uh, read about what was going on in the 1930s and you know you always uh, I grew up with uh, with Woody Allen movies, you know, and, and he was when he was decent. He's no longer that way. Um, he was a he was a good comedian in terms of um, capturing 
uh, Jewish paranoia about about uh, really factitious anti-Semitism. Uh, those days are long gone. You know, the days of Annie Hall uh, are long gone. We're, we're we're seeing the real thing now. Yeah, we certainly are. Um, and uh, I, I do believe, uh, not not that I'm. Um, uh, I'm. I'm. Very, by the way, I'm an Italian. I grew up in upstate New York. You know what they say? The only difference between uh, uh, an Italian and a Jew. You know what it is, right? No, I the, don't. The food. That's oh. it. Well, actually, there's, there's really good Sicilian <laughs> Jewish food. By the way, I just learned about. Yeah, yeah. It's it it not really. And I love much to cook Italian stuff. food. Yeah, but uh, I. Um, I'll tell you, I, this, 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 you're, you're right. In one sense, B, Ashkenazi food is pretty boring. So you're right. You're right about that. <laughs> Sir, uh, I believe that this jihad, uh, is now, tar you know, of course, uh, very concerned about, uh, anti-Semitism, the hatred that is in the world so quickly to say, oh my goodness, we must stand And the billionaires coming behind and funding these protests to get people to the streets, to fight for the plight of the the Palestinians. It's not, it's not about the Palestinians. If you understand what the stated goal is of Hamas themselves, they need to wipe out the the, the nation of Israel uh, itself. Right. They're they're not about. They're using Palestinians as when we say human shields. It's not some propaganda counter. They're literally their stated top level goal is to wipe out Israel, the Jews, and I believe now, sir. Christians, Christians and Jews in this jihad. Uh, well, I mean, so so the Muslim Brotherhood has long had this this mantra. Uh, first, we kill the Saturday people, then we kill the Sunday people. So, oh. yeah, I mean, this is part of the global jihad that we're that we're seeing renewed. Um, it's it's been brewing for for a long time. I mean, you know, it it. it this resurgent jihad really was noticeable even at the end of the of the 19th century as the ottoman empire was collapsing there were all kinds of uh, jihadist movements in, in india and then they spread across uh, throughout the muslim world um, but it's really come together i think uh, the the uh, the creation of israel even the balfour declaration uh saw a concatenation of a lot of uh, jihadist forces but um yes you're absolutely right and um I would say the problem, you know, is uh, is is really a top-down and bottoms-up phenomenon. In other words, uh, it's not just you know when when uh, within within a few days really of, of October seventh, uh, Al Azhar University, which is uh, which is the Sunni Vatican equivalent, uh, it's it's uh, probably the most important institution of learning uh in in in, in sunni islam which makes up 90 percent of the and, world and where is that could you repeat that where is that it's, it's, in, it's in cairo it's in cairo okay. if you recall early on in, in in president obama's uh presidency he made he made uh, a trip to to cairo and spoke to the clerics there and mm -hmm. and uh you know praised al-azhar as as a um, rightfully so in, in in this sense uh as a as a beacon of of, of learning in, in the muslim world he also extolled its tolerance and that's where i would beg to differ with him um so within a week of uh, of of the hamas carnage uh, uh in in rather guarded language but still the message was clear um al-azhar was was praising the quote-unquote resistance but then on october 19th 
they formally issued uh, a fatwa from their from their fatwa being a religious edict uh, from their fatwa division, which said that uh, all all Israeli lives uh, are illicit, including non-combatants. In other words, all are legitimate targets of jihad campaigns. Um, and uh, it, it was it was so um, strident. Uh, that it, it uh, Al Qaeda, which is still around, by the way, uh, issued issued a statement of support for Al Azhar University, and often they they may disagree on theological issues, but uh, you know that that's that's how strident this statement was, and so you have to realize, Pete, that this is coming. Again, so this is a very mainstream institution. Uh, I mean, after all, um, not only. Does it have a long historical importance? Uh, it's still a center for training imams that then fan out across the world. Uh, so, um, you know, the, the, that's why I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding about how broad-based this phenomenon is. Um, can you imagine, Pete, if, if uh, even this 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 pope? Uh, who is you know very hard left, maybe even a communist. I don't know, um, but but still, uh, there's a certain decorum that that he wouldn't violate. Can you imagine if he called for a modern crusade uh, against the, the the now the, the the Jews the Jews of Israel uh, to recapture for uh, for Christendom formally uh, the the holy the holy sites? Uh, you know, there, there would be no acceptance of that kind of bellicose talk whatsoever right, right. but but but, but besides, one of, does that it passes unnoticed yeah and by the way he's not going to do that he's too preoccupied he's been neutered he's been rendered right. useless he's sitting uh, over in the corner right. well accepting yeah. the the transgender agenda and the well the, exactly you know, exactly the, but, right. but what i'm saying is that also go go back to a good pope <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. like benedict yeah there's, there's no way that, that i mean this is so far beyond the modern understanding mm -hmm. and the relationships between the, the church and other religions, but but for Islam, it's it, it, again it basically okay. passes unnoticed. Sir, I'm so I'm, I'm overly anxious here, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, I want to ask you, you you are the subject matter uh, expert in this regard, and I, I've watched the Obama administration for years. If I if you heard my story, you wouldn't believe it. But even still, I knew what Obama was. Within 90 days of him taking office, I read his executive orders. I saw the direction he was going. His support for the Muslim Brotherhood, the transformation of the United States of America uh, on, off of 9-11 and this, this lobby, and this is where I'm going, by care. There is so much money and so much effort uh, behind uh, the... Uh, global Islamic terrorist leading Muslim Brotherhood that was founded in 1929. How could they operate out in the open? How could they come off of October 7th and have all these billionaires funding this thing? It is a massive funded effort uh, to, to counter and advance, of course, uh, their, their stated goals of wiping out Israel and bringing their global dominance and Sharia law. Yeah, I, I think I think um, you have to see. Well, first of all, they're they're abetted by the academy, and uh, as far back as 1974, there was a very good um, Islamologist, uh, uh, Maxime Rodenson. He was just an, an interesting fellow. Uh, you know, kind of saw the light at the end of towards the end of his his career and his life. Uh, had been a communist, uh, was a very strident anti-Zionist. Uh, he was nominally Jewish. 
Um, but he became he got he 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 got a lot more with it at the end of his career. Uh, and uh, he never lost his anti-Zionism, but he he renounced communism. Uh, and he pointed out as far back as 1974 that, uh, as he put it, when it came to the study of Islam in the in the in the academy, quote, understanding has given way to apologetics, pure and simple. Mm-hmm. And so, if you've got if you that's 1974 already, and it probably had been going on before he made that observation, but you've got at least 50 years. Of, of apologetic pedagogy at these at these institutions, um, and uh, you've also got a huge influx, I think, in in, uh, in this country of, of Muslim students, uh, and you're you're seeing the the coalescence of of the post-colonial Marxist theory nonsense, mm. uh, this 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 dogmatic Islamophilia, uh, and it's a it's a very toxic brew. Uh, and I think that's why you're seeing the eruption of these uh, demonstrations on campus, where you get this you get this hard left uh, uh, sort of jihadist fusion, uh, and um, I, it's just rife with anti-Semitism, but it's rife with 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 hatred of of, of the West in in, mm. in general terms. You know, I've said uh, recently, and then I was challenged very quickly, and I put it out like a you know like a small fire. Uh, that I go by Genesis. My loyalty is the Genesis twelve three. Uh, the, the Lord know, knew what was coming, and through the uh, biblical uh, text, it is written in Genesis twelve three. And I will bless them that bless thee, uh, and curse them that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And they say, "Oh well, it doesn't say anything about Israel." Oh, I'm sorry, it sure does. Uh, now the Lord said unto Abraham. Uh, Abram, uh, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy great name, and thou shalt be a blessing. Period. In full context, in chapter 12, before Israel became a nation, it was a sacred land that the Lord set out. I will bless those that bless the nation that I will show thee. Period. Full stop. Right, but but so let me sort of couch it in yeah. in Islamic terms. Um, in the in the Quran. So so just very straightforwardly, uh, Islam is is a is the ultimate in terms of the monotheistic face. Uh, um, is the ultimate supersessionist religion. Uh, in 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 the Quran. Uh, in the third surah chapter, the 67th verse, it says very clearly, Abraham was neither a Jew nor a Christian. He was a Muslim. And what that means, uh, and that's why the idea of Abrahamic faiths and, and Abrahamism is so fraught as far as I'm concerned. What that means is, is that uh, Jews and Christians uh, are, are uh, simply practicing, till, till Muhammad came, we're, we're, we're simply practicing a, a really bastardized version of the pure monotheism, which was always Islam. And those that actually recognize their, their, their religions, their respective religions, at the time of, of Muhammad, uh, converted to Islam. And, and those that didn't uh, remain in very serious era and are to be dealt with accordingly. Um, so, and, and the idea that, that uh, 
that Hashem promised uh, uh, Israel to the Jewish people, of course, is is anathema because their whole creed has been superseded. Uh, so that doesn't make any sense to Muslims. The um, Geert Wilders uh, Wilder, uh, you know who he is, made a, a recent comment. I'm not going to play the clip because I want to continue the conversation. Jordan is I, Palestine? Is that is that 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 that, that comment? No, he said that uh, Islam uh, and and those that want to pursue, uh, you know, the global caliphate and the you know Sharia law cannot coexist with people, uh, a free people with freedom, with democracy. It can't coexist. It is the exact opposite of it, is it not? Well, look, uh, one one of my one of my books was was called Sharia versus Freedom. So I, uh, the, the, the concept of, of Sharia, it's, 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 a, it's, a, uh, it's a primordial totalitarianism. Uh, they're, 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 um, and even the Arabic word, Haria, for freedom, means perfect slavery to Allah and his Sharia. Oh. So, the, so the concepts are antithetical. There, there is no notion of freedom as, as it's come to be developed out of the Judeo-Christian tradition and out of out of the Western tradition, out of the, out, of, out, of, out of out of Greece and 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 Rome, there is no concept of that in in Islam, um, and 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 so I, I absolutely agree with here when it comes to um, uh, Muslims that you know abide abide the Sharia. Now there 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 are Muslims that that you know don't want any part of that either. Um, most of them. You know, if they can, uh, and certainly if they come to the West, they can they can formally apostatize or just you know not practice their religion. Um, but but adherence to the Sharia is it makes it be, again because the, the the Sharia does not accept other forms of governance, so it makes it very difficult for a Muslim uh, who adheres to the Sharia to accept. The norms of of, of uh, Western Europe, the United States, in terms of governance, uh, so it, it does create a real problem. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a Shafi'ite manual of Islamic law that's uh, certified by Al Azhar University. I, I wanted to read their own uh, writings, their own law book, the yeah. Reliance of the Traveler. Uh, it, it's from the Middle Ages, Pete, but it's but it's still recognized by Al Azhar University as as reflecting, you know, very contemporary understanding of Islamic law. Yeah, th that's not an, an extremist uh, no, no, no. minority no. view. This is what they no. intend. And well, well, you, well, you mentioned you mentioned the caliphate. You mentioned yes. the caliphate, and people think of that in terms of Al Qaeda, and then after them, ISIS, etc. But you know, there was actually polling data done. Uh, in 2007, and I don't think, you know, it's a little, little while ago, but I don't think it's changed dramatically. Um, this was uh, uh, done by uh, the University of Maryland and, and a polling group, I think, called World Opinion. Uh, and they, it was an interesting sample. They took roughly a thousand Muslims going west to east uh, from Morocco, uh, Egypt, uh, Pakistan and then Indonesia. So you've got two Arab Muslim countries and then you've got two large non-Arab Muslim countries, including in terms of population, the largest uh, Muslim country in the world, which is Indonesia. And they were questioning about uh, agreement, uh, understanding and then agreement with Al-Qaeda's goals. And the two that I found most interesting 
were uh, the, 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 the creation of, of a caliphate uh, and the strict application of, of, of the Sharia. And the 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 uh, the positive the 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 agreement with those with those uh, goals was was about two thirds of the sample. Uh, so again, this is not a fringe minority. No, and for uh, Geert um, Geert Wilders to say uh, that democracy cannot coexist uh, with with uh, with Islam. Uh, that's not a radical concept is because he's studied what their intentions are. Do they believe that he's also traveled can... to them? He's traveled extensively Pete, to, yes. to the Muslim world and he's right. seen firsthand and he, and he, he does make a very forthright and I think courageous contrast with what he sees in Israel. Right. Uh, he, he sees a democratic system in Israel and he doesn't see, see, see one anywhere in the Muslim world. Right. So do they believe that they can coexist with Christians and Jews? I'm sorry to, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, you know, a, I'm a Christian. Yes, they myself. do. They do. Except under an Islamic order. Oh, and there's, and there's the rub. And yes. there's the rub. You're because spot on. Often people don't get that part. And obviously it's critically important. So, mm. you know, the, 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 yes, of course, Jews, Jews and Christians and Muslims live together in Muslim societies. Um, but it, 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 it led to permanent discrimination and at times absolute debasement uh, and, and fragility of the non-Muslim communities that, yes. that were always at risk of pogroms and, and uh, all kinds of uh, uh, indignities and no basic, what we would accept as modern basic human rights. You know, their testimony was not accepted in court mm. uh, when a Muslim was a party. Uh, they, uh, I mean, in more in more distant times, they were subjected to all kinds of absurd and ridiculous dress codes, which which separated them and made them appear ridiculous. Uh, even the practice of their own faith was limited in many ways. You know, the, the the ringing of church bells was found to be offensive to Muslims. Blowing of the shofar for Jews was found to be offensive to Muslims, etc. Ad nauseum. And it really led to the, the, the debasement and often the attrition of these populations and, and the incentive to convert to Islam. Uh, the roots of, and we were speaking of, um, you know, our audience um, understands that, you know, in the global war on terror, you know, ISIS and Al Qaeda, uh, but the, the roots of Islamic anti-Semitism goes back how far? I mean, and in your book, by the way, that I that I have right here. I mean, this is you know the legacy of Islamic anti-Semitism. Uh, th this didn't just spring upon us uh, on 9/11. Oh, no. oh no, no, and and that's and that's one of the misconceptions that I that I you know really uh, um, wanted to, to to debunk, which is that uh, somehow. Um, anti-Semitism in the Muslim world is just an export from from what from European uh, Christendom, from modern totalitarian ideologies like like Nazism, maybe even a little bit communism. Um, that's that's just complete nonsense. Uh, it, it 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 dates back to the origins of Islam. Uh, it dates back to not only to to the history, but clearly to the texts. Um, you know the Quran. The Quran is interesting when uh, you know it takes a while to 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 realize why it seems so discursive when you pick it up for the first time, um, and it's got a very rambling narrative. 
And that's because there basically isn't a logical, chronological flow to it. It, it, it. It's essentially organized with minor exceptions from longest chapters to shortest chapters. And that, that is from the second chapter to the 114th. Um, the one exception is is the introduction, which is called the fatiha or the opening, which is a very, very short uh, chapter of, of only seven verses. Um, and it seems like it was sort of spatchcocked on after the fact. Um, and, but but it, the, the, the fatiha is repeated about 17 times a day when you when you add up the five different prayer sessions. And the first six verses are you know basically a, a, a homage to, to Allah. Uh, but then it says in the seventh verse that Muslims must follow the straight path, not the path of those uh, who have engendered Allah's anger or the path of those who've gone astray. And in a canonical tradition of Muhammad, it's made very clear, plus through just hundreds of, of Quranic commentaries, it's made very clear that those who've engendered Allah's anger are the Jews and those who've gone astray are the Christians. So here you have effectively a, you can't call it anything else, a, a brainwashing 17 times a day, you know, which is not exactly promoting uh, good interfaith relations. And when you look specifically at the reference to the Jews in terms of engendering Allah's anger, it's for a whole litany of, of offenses and even permanent characteristics that are coupled to that notion of anger. Um, and that that is elaborated extensively in the Quran. You know, modern a modern Quranic commentator who was a former uh, who was also a grand imam of Al Azhar University, uh, uh, Muhammad Sayyid Tantawi, uh, and he he was a major commentator uh, in, in the modern era, and actually set up a website for tafsir, which are which are Quranic commentaries, and put hundreds of them online, uh, almost all in Arabic. A few were translated into English. But he was also he was also a commentator himself, and he points out very straightforwardly, and he's right that about a third of the Quran deals with the Jews, and mostly it's in very dark colors. You know, um, and after and this is, uh, on the total timeline of uh, in our lives, we'll say, um, and 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 stating that you know we suddenly learned about um, those that don't like our quote unquote way of life on nine eleven. Uh, and we learned about Al Qaeda and this militancy. Uh, it's mu it's much deeper rooted over a long period of time. Here's my question to you, though, uh, because of course um, they they wanted us to be accepting. Don't broad stroke. These are just radical extremists. Um, they wanted us not to be Islamophobic and uh, to 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 be uh, tolerant. But when you look at the other side. And you read their own laws and what their own intentions are. They're the most oppressive laws, uh, exactly. the most oppressive writings, and the least tolerant of any other faction, religion. This and, and, and this isn't just some minority extremist view, just like we just talked about. Uh, no, this is the most no, oppressive I... regime. Here's my main question to you. Um, mm -hmm. Are they the perfect... Marxist minions to bring in this global Marxism, or are they driving it? Well, it's very interesting. Isn't that a great um, question? Yeah, no, it's, it, 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 it is, and 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 um, there there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of similarity, frankly, between 
Marxism, uh, Marxist totalitarianism and Islamic totalitarianism. And it was actually recognized by um, a modern so-called fundamentalist uh, uh, of, of, of India. Um, but but there's there's even a, there's even a closer connection, um, you know. Uh, in in even before the Russian Revolution, with the with the early evolution of, of socialist communist parties uh, in, in in Europe, um, I came across two examples. I think one was for the for the British socialist communists and 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 the German socialist communists. Um, if you recall, the, the the Muslim profession of faith is um, uh, th there is no God other than Allah and Muhammad is his prophet. Um, so so I just was found it striking that, that there actually was a communist profession of faith. And it wasn't a joke. It was actually quite serious, although it sounds like a joke. Mm -hmm. It says there is no God and Karl Marx is his prophet. <laughs> so you wow. can see, you can see, you know, it, it, it clearly... Uh, had, had you know was was a reflection of of, of Islam Shahada. It, it couldn't be a mistake. Hmm. Um, and 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 yeah, and, and even even Marx. I mean, Marx was look. Marx was an opportunist and very cynical. But um, he, he was he he saw the tottering Ottoman Empire as uh, he he was very supportive of it specifically. So the original you could call it the original Red Green Alliance in in his own mind. Because he saw that uh, it potentially wreaking havoc, uh, certainly on on Russia and potentially on on uh, Western Europe. Uh, so he was very much in favor of of, of of the you know the Ottoman conflicts with both Russia and Western Europe. Hmm. I um, you know, you are a historian. It's a great book, and thank you so much for uh, for uh, for sending uh, the book with your. Uh, with your notes, I'm, I'm very honored to have it and was overwhelmed by what was contained in it. So uh, when I ask you this question, um, where do we go from here? I mean, you've seen the, the timeline that they've been on. They've been on a long march uh, uh, to bring their, their global dominance, the one world religion. I mean, these globalists are, are heading, heading towards that. Where does this go? Is this, uh, here's my question. Are we at a very significant moment in their timeline and their advance? When I bring up Mahdiism, for instance, is driving right. Iran. And I believe that that's a significant thing because the, they believe that the Mahdi uh, is currently alive and present and, 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 and their entire government and military is operating uh, uh, centered on their Mahdiism. Where does this go, sir? Where does it go? Yeah, I, I, I think, look, well, and, and, and there is some controversy about, about Mahdism and how much, um, how much different factions of the Iranian regime actually believe in it. And, 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 and honestly, um, it's, it's been, it's, it's been, a, it's been pretty quiet on the Shiite front. If you recall, there was an attempted, uh, Sunni Islam has its own eschatology and end of times. And, um, you know, that, that actually flared up uh, against the Saudis. Uh, I think it was, what is it now, maybe, maybe 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, they're, they're, look, they're, they're es eschatology, you know, it, it, Muslim eschatology is, is, is a serious thing. It's, we see it in the, in the Hamas covenant, for example, uh, that the end of times has to, would be ushered in. Uh, it's, it's a tradition of Muhammad that the end of times would be ushered in with the, with the, with the slaughter of the Jews. 
uh, and that's and that tradition, that hadith, is repeated, you know, across the length and breadth of the Muslim world, both Sunni and and and, and Shiite. But but I think Pete, the the problem for for non-Muslim societies, and I wouldn't just say Western societies, although we've given up so much of our Western traditions, it's hard to recognize us anymore as Western societies. Um, it, it's India too. Uh, there's 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 a there's a terrible reluctance. Uh, to speak honestly about Islamic doctrine, and that and that is is um, speaking honestly about Islamic doctrine and and history is is uh, is is cynically conflated with you know hatred towards individual human beings who might happen to be Muslim, uh, and 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 that 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 is a real problem, and and that needs to be. Uh, that needs we we shouldn't accept that. In other words, we should we should insist that there has to be honest discussion like we're having now, um, and that and that that is not in and of itself somehow bigoted, like we speak about any ideology. Um, and, uh, and but but a lot of the conversation, Pete, has been shut down. You know, there was clearly a window after nine eleven, and I thought there might be another window after the horrors on October seventh. Um, but to me, th that that is that is a an existential problem that we can't discuss these matters uh, plainly. Um, and uh, I don't know how we get out of this cycle without being able to have such honest discussion. What about uh, Turkey? And I, I don't mean. Uh, and you're going to have to pardon me. I'm I'm learning so much. I, I really, really am. So uh, it, it's an honest question because this is what I see just from. An outsider's layman's perspective is that Sunni and Shia, possibly in this jihad, I believe it's a significant event where they're kind of forming alliances of sorts. Oh, yeah. Are they? They are. Yeah, they, uh, us Jews seem to bring that out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like I said, uh, we Italians and Jews are starting to think alike, right? The, the, <laughs> one of the major, you just saw it, it play out in Saudi Arabia. I, I mean, you know, the organization of Islamic Conference, Islamic Cooperation met in Riyadh, and despite the, the carnage that, that precipitated Israel's reaction, uh, there was no mention of it by the Saudis or the Iranians, obviously, uh, or the other Abraham Accord, you know, uh, members. Uh, and there was universal condemnation of Israel. Uh, so, yeah, you're, it, they, they will come together in, in, in the major jihad, certainly against Israel and probably against the United States, too, if, that, if it ever came to it. Let's, let's go. Let's rock and roll. Then the Christians and the Jews, let's lock arms for our own survival and let's go, let's go to town. But, but again, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to be able to do anything about this if we can't just discuss these matters openly, because, you know, all, all we're seeing is, is uh, uh, you know, more, uh, more West, uh, Western societies being inundated with Muslims that are coming with very unreformed attitudes. Uh, and and affecting uh, institutions and eventually policies in 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 uh, in Western societies. Are they, um, just so, like we just discussed? They're not tall. I'm sorry to interrupt your flow, but yeah. to have a discussion is what we do in a democratic and a free society to coexist right. and to be tolerant. Uh, right. Can the other side even do that? It, they're not even 
Again, you can't, you can't you know, there are individuals who can, but but we're seeing the masses are not. Uh, and they're out in the streets and they're not willing ah. to uh, face, uh, you know, open civil debate. Uh, th that's it's a huge problem. It is a huge problem. Uh, and, and again, back to the money and the social engineering and the lobby that exists. They've got the, the media and the, the big money flowing uh, to, you know, people think that they're fighting for the plight of the Palestinians when they're not even understanding who Hamas is. I listened to the man that went to the United Nations, the United Nations. He was the son of the founder of Hamas. He said, this is oh, not yeah. about this is He's not incredible. about the Palestinians. He said their stated goal is the destruction of Israel and the Palestinians are merely their shield. But one thing, remember, I mean, look at his trajectory. He he left Islam and converted to Christianity. Yep. I, I mean, you know, people don't want to look at things like that, but but it's it's very important. Uh, and I would say that it's people like him who speak the most honestly about Islam mm -hmm. uh, that come from you know Muslim societies and cultures. It's it's the so-called apostates. Look, I mean, the concept doesn't even exist outside the Muslim world. I mean, do we talk about Catholic apostates or Jewish apostates or Hindu apostates? No, mm -mm. Uh, it, it only applies to Islam. And, and yet apostates from Islam, I can tell you this because I've had a number of, uh, of such people that were, you know, good, good friends of mine over, over, the, over the last uh, 20, 20 plus years. They, they are the most uh, 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 ostracized and demonized of all. They are not their their voices are are not amplified with rare rare exceptions, uh, and to me it's no different than ostracizing ex communists. Why would we do that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I you know before we get to my final uh, uh, question here and, and and topic and my biggest concern, um, uh, Turkey uh, are are they a wild card in this thing in the following regard? Because the militancy of this, like, Muslim Brotherhood, global Islamic terrorist movement, okay, and Turkey. Do you know who Fethullah Gulen is? Gulen, yeah, yeah. Gulen, yeah. right? You know who he is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The biggest prol proliferator of, I mean, he's the biggest heroin trafficker and funder of global Islamic terrorism. He's in the Poconos. Yeah. Why is he allowed to even exist? And then you have Turkey itself who will, in a heartbeat, regardless of their uh, NATO alliance, in the end, in the jihad, they will side with the well, Islamists. Look, I don't know. He is, goes back a long time. Look, Turkey, you know, had that brief period under under Ataturk, and you know, they they what they did is they basically replaced Islam with a pan-Turkic racism, to be honest about it. Wow. Um, mm. it, it was also quite aggressive, by the mm -hmm. way. Yes, sir. Um, but but it, there was there was clearly a move towards, you know, towards some secularization. But th but that faded so quickly within within 10 years of Ataturk's death, uh, they were re-Islamizing aggressively. Uh, and, you know, so so he, he died in 1938. But the first time they, they actually had an election, that that allowed a, a, a party that wasn't Ataturk's legacy party, they lost. 
to to a party that was promising to reintroduce more Islam into this, into the society. Mm-hmm. And so it's been re-Islamizing, you know, for 70 years now. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever was whatever people's fantasies are of, of a secular Turkey, they are long, long gone. You know, we watched it happen through uh, COVID. I never thought we, um, as a society here in the United States of America, be so divided. Uh, and then I watched October 7th, and right now we are so divided. But I've never seen such hatred as much as I've studied, you know, World War II. And I understand, you know, uh, what, 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 our, what, what our policy has been to support Nazism worldwide. That's a fact. The CIA's first charter was to uh, take the, you know, through Operation uh, Paperclip uh, to bring them over. And they have supported the Nazi movement since 1942, especially because they were anti-Soviet in the Ukraine. And I'm very well aware of the slaughter of Jews and Russian Jews in eastern Ukraine and who these Nazis are. But I've never seen, and I throw that out there just to let you know, I've followed this. It's not a broad stroke statement. I've never seen the hatred uh, towards the Jews on such a broad scale um, in my lifetime. Uh, it's very, very dangerous. I'm very concerned about it. Are you equally concerned? And you being a yeah, historian? yeah. I think it's. I think it's. I think there are. Look, there's a whole. There are all kinds of anti-Semitisms, plural. Um, but but clearly now, um, when you look at, at uh, look, I, I, the the ADL is not an organization that I respect any longer. It's just become basically a hard left organization. But there's still one task that they do well. They developed a very simple instrument, Pete, to to gauge anti-Semitism. And it's been through two iterations since 2004. But they're basically the same. It's really simple. They take 11 classic and modern anti-Semitic stereotypes. And they ask the respondent, you know, how many do they agree with? You know, and, and if they agree with the, the majority of them, so at least six out of 11, well, you know, the, the bell goes off and they get tallied as a case of extreme anti-Semitism. And when they apply this instrument across the world, um, it is so disproportionately uh, a Muslim phenomenon. It's not that it, not that it doesn't exist. It clearly, the anti-Semitism exists in all, all populations. But uh, everywhere you go, uh, it's two to fourfold. The rates of this degree of anti-Semitism are two to fourfold higher uh, amongst Muslims. And that it's not just the 16 most anti-Semitic countries in the world, which are all from the Muslim Middle East and North Africa, where the prevalence of this degree of anti-Semitism is anywhere uh, from from 74 to 93 percent. And of course, you know, it's 93 percent in Gaza and the West Bank. Um, it, it, it's it's moved into the diaspora population. So uh, the last the last time they surveyed was they took a break during the COVID pandemic and they came back in 2022. And the last survey that they finished and there's a lot of missing data. It's kind of odd, um, but they did survey Europe and they only reported on two Muslim populations in Europe uh, this time. It was Belgium and uh, and France and in Belgium. Uh, the, this this degree of anti-Semitism was was in the low 50% range, and in France it was up to 62%. And the background populations, you know, because Europe has its own history of, of, of anti-Semitism, were basically 15 to 20% range. Um, and and this is the pattern across the world that that that, that you know, according to a very simple, straightforward instrument. There's just this pandemic of Muslim anti-Semitism across the world. 
uh, of, of a pretty virulent uh, type. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to softball uh, the following statement. Just know that I'm a commentator. Uh, the ADL, uh, I, I, w- I would agree. Sure, the, um, the ACLU, you know, actually came to my rescue at one point in time. And I was a conservative, but they stood up for my First Amendment rights to speak out and be a reporter or a journalist. They did. But they have been hijacked and right. and weaponized. The ADL has not only gone far left, but they've been weaponized to pursue their well, well, Pete, one, 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 one. So despite producing these data for 20 years running now where where it's just it's just overwhelmingly a muslim phenomenon they still harp on you know white nationalists and you know they, in other words they, they don't feature their own data results in in their press releases about each survey mm-hmm. it is it is infuriating mm-hmm. but i just use the data and and the data are there to be interpreted by any rational person as saying well the real problem is 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 in islamic societies and even in muslim diaspora populations yes sir yes sir i hope you think that i've done okay um I, you know i'm i'm a lay person um but but you know this discussion has to be had with everybody everyone needs needs to understand that, that, that we must come awake because the jihad is here, no doubt about it. Here's my last question to you. Um, part of that uh, disappointment that I have in concern uh, is the regime that is in place right now has been operating covertly for two decades funding. And this is legally correct, by the way, through the Holy Land Foundation documentation, the FBI's investigations. They're funneling tens of millions of dollars to Muslim charities, right, in uh, in Gaza for support of the Palestinian Palestinians, knowing full well that they were uh, controlled by Hamas. We've been fueling for two decades, um, right. uh, funding Hamas, and then Joe Biden comes in, and says we stand with Israel, and that lasted about three or four days, right. And sir, I consider, I'm not even going to ask you if you're a patriot. You're a truth-telling patriot, obviously, in your writings. Um, Does it break your heart to see the United States of America be so oppositional uh, to Israel as as it is right now? Break your heart. Yeah, certainly certainly with the Obama and and Biden administrations, which are almost really a continuum. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that was that was a that was a that was the precedent that Trump broke. I mean, he was he was he was a very look. He's he's his daughter converted to Judaism. Hmm. Um, He's he's very personally philo-Semitic and he was extraordinarily supportive of Israel and, you know, moved moved our embassy appropriately to Jerusalem, where, where it always should have been. Um, yeah, so you and and he and and that was another reason to hate him from the perspective of 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 these uh, of these. I mean, the Democratic Party has has become very um, very anti-Israel. Uh, you know, and and uh, Obama and Biden are are to an extreme. I would say. You know, Doctor Boston, I'm a former United States Marine, but once a Marine, always a Marine. So when I say uh, that we're going to uh, allow for a negotiated four day pause. I say, heck no, because I know what the other side intends. You give them one millisecond to resupply. Unfortunately, it looks bad. It looks bad now that, you know, this has been. What are we? How how weak are we? Well, well, we we should be 
should be uh, taking uh, our troops out of Qatar uh, or, or, and, and all the money that they get from us Amen. Uh, and, and, and threatening them that if, if you don't if you don't bring those uh, Hamas leaders that you have, you know, in your hotels, uh, in your five star hotels or whatever, if you don't force them to 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 uh, to uh, tell Hamas to release all the hostages, uh, that you know that it's time for them to go to the uh, to the chambers where they you know rough them up a little bit. You know, I, I, I mean, it, it's just it's absurd that we're allowing this to happen. You know, let's use the Russians as an example and, and Hitler's Nazi Germany from a military perspective. Could you imagine, uh, do you think that uh, if uh, Hitler, you know, was given a, uh, or if they negotiated a four-day pause that they wouldn't have killed uh, 30 million Russians in World War II? Heck no. Uh, the same thing is going to happen. We cannot negotiate with these people. And, and, and I, I believe that we will get peace through strength. But we have to get rid of their foundation. But, but Pete, what's going on now? I, I hope I'm wrong, but it really looks like uh, this this pause is going to extend to an armistice or, or or a truce and leaving leaving Hamas intact. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm getting I'm getting that's that the chatter very, right now. I'm getting that very uh, you know uh, un, uncomfortable feeling that this is the trajectory that we're on. The latest chatter I heard was that they were willing to release the hostages if there was a truce and they're allowed to survive. Uh -uh, no, I know, but but I, I I just I don't I don't I don't trust Netanyahu on these kinds of issues. I really don't. I don't. I don't. I'm, I've not never seen him have the strength. I, I hope he proves me wrong, but I've never seen him have the strength to go through with something like this. And this is and, an armchair worries, quarterback, worries. sir. Join join me in this spirit, and we'll and we'll conclude our conversation. I've loved speaking with you, by the way. I, I can't believe I haven't had you on before. Hopefully, we can have you back on again soon. Um, sure. Uh, uh, the, uh, join me in this spirit. I believe that our strength, okay, has to be uh, centered on our surviving as Christians and Jews. Because if we don't stop this this global Islamic terrorism that has an agenda, uh, and you know they're they're long march through their institutions, you know they're very very uh, patient people. Uh, if we, I, would, I, would, I, would, I, think, I think we have natural allies in the Hindus too, because of because of the horrors that they've experienced mm -hmm. through through the jihad on on but, the Indian subcontinent. But we have I, to take I, this much more seriously than just oh, it's just a you know, it's an it, it's an incursion between you know Gaza uh, Palestinians oh, no. and a, Israeli it's Jews. A, it's, a, it's, it's a it's a it's a particularly irksome. Uh, yeah. Situation for for Muslims, but they they have a they have, they have a lot of irritants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Huntington was absolutely correct when he talked about Islam's bloody mm -hmm. borders. I mean, that's that's the way disputes are settled. I am so glad that I have this in my library. I really am. But I want you to make a recommendation to me and everyone else as well. Robert F. Kennedy. He actually he caused me to buy his book. I didn't have time, and I didn't like Robert F. Kennedy at the time. But he said, if you do anything, read chapter. You know, 12, it was germ warfare. I said, if you do anything, read that chat. And I read it and it blew me away. I want you to do the same thing. Uh, uh, you know, we're all busy. You know, this is, this is a, uh, a textbook. 
What chapter do I need to go to myself? Honestly, honestly, Pete, I put a lot of effort. This is the this is the the second edition of this book. So the first the first book came the first edition came out in two thousand eight. Hmm. I spent a lot of time putting together the the author's updated preface, and it, 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 I think it'll it'll be more. It'll be more interesting given how you know dry and depressing the material is because it's it's much more current. It's through the end of 2019 mm. um, when the you know the book was released in in January of, of 2020. So I, I put a lot of effort into into trying to draw things together um, that 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 were more contemporary. I love this. Uh, the extracts from Quranic truths regarding the Palestinian issue. I'm very thirsty. Well, there is there is there is. I would like you to maybe maybe you could do this now. On pay, go to page six sixty nine, and I guess maybe I just have a morbid sense of humor. But this was the only the only bit of comic relief in the entire book. Uh, it's called Chapter sixty four, uh, and then read the title on six, page six sixty nine. Six sixty nine. Uh, six forty three. Yeah. Here we go. Sorry about that. Six. Oh, sorry. Six sixty three. I'm going to read it uh, here in a second if I can get to it. Uh, Light-skinned Egyptian Muslim repeatedly beaten by his co-religionists for, quote, looking Jewish in yes. 1948. <laughs> can, can, I read, can I read the little anecdote? Yeah, sure. Have the time? Okay. From a letter uh, to the editor published in the newspaper, Akir Sa'a, translated into French in a survey of newspapers uh, that appeared in La Bourse Egyptian. And here's it in English. It would seem that most people in Egypt are unaware of the fact that among Egyptian Muslims, there are some who have white skin. Mm. Every time I board a tram, I see people pointing at me saying, Jew, Jew, I have been beaten more than once because of this. For that reason, I humbly beg that my picture and clothes be published with, my, with an explanation that I am not Jewish and that mm. my name is Adam Mustafa Galeb. Oh, please, please post my picture. I probably <laughs> proclaim I'm not a Jew. Stop beating me. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I guess it's my my more, my uh, warped sense of humor, but I found that pretty humorous. Oh, my goodness, that is. Sir, um, where can people pick up your book? Where can they find uh, more about your writings? And you have many uh, books. At, at Amazon. A a Amazon is the best place to pick up the book. Uh, people can go to my website, uh, andrewboston.org, and look at the um at the updated preface as a as a pdf file i can download it if they want and see if they'd be interested um and then uh on, i'm on twitter too just at andrew boston outstanding all right now i'm going to give you a final word here and this is who i want you to speak to uh i i have people in three letter agencies that tune into our show i think i'm the most listened to by uh on on the payroll three letter three letter agency types they fear me and the audiences that I built to say the right things uh, constitutionally. What marching orders do you give and what final thoughts do you give to everyone on both sides of the political spectrum that are tuned in right now to this conversation? Okay, so I, I think it's important to have honest discussions like we're having tonight. But I also think that, you know, just given the ferment in, in, the, in the Muslim world at this point, um, well, first of all, we have we have we have no border, so it's almost a it's almost a, a, a moot point. But assuming that we restore, you know, our our uh, governmental sanity and, and we and we have a have a 
border with real, you know, that, that's a real border with, with regulated flow. Um, we have to take very seriously uh, the idea that uh, there are there are certainly Muslim populations that are going to have to be aggressively screened for not having this Sharia supremacist jihadist ideology as best we can glean it. Um, and we should go back to what we did, during, you know, in terms of dealing with with other ide other totalitarian ideologies, that that would be grounds for exclusion. We really, you know, we, we welcome Muslims that, uh, you know, are, are willing to function in a pluralistic society uh, and and not, you know, the endeavor to impose the Sharia on the rest of us. Uh, but but, you know, if we have if we have an understanding that that's not their worldview, then then they they shouldn't be allowed to be citizens. A amen uh, to that. And, you know, and the conversation, I believe we need to have open dialogue. But, but but I'm heavily biased. Uh, uh, you 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 must if you are choosing a side. You know, as I say, I choose the side of Genesis twelve three. So I pick my spot, and I say that's a pretty safe space. Um, but if you're choosing the other side, we need to have open dialogue to bring you to the Quranic truths. <laughs> that if you're a freedom lover, uh, you you can't be a you know a supporter of Hamas and the Palestinians and skip right over what the intent is of the opposition, if you understand Absolutely. the truth, right? Big, and that's, that's why. A critical, that's a critical point, Pete. Yeah, so. you know, it, it, because, because, you know, one, one, one side just wants to basically live their lives uh, and, and the other side, you know, is annihilationist and they're, and they're not in any way morally equivalent. I treasure life and I'm honored that you come on the show, sir. I hope you think I've done, you know, an okay job as, oh, a, as a lay person. Thank, thank you. you. The, All right. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank, thank you. Thank you. We'd like to invite you to come back on as well. Uh, sure. Information sure. Warren. Thank sure. you, sir. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. And I have a little surprise. Addition to hello. Noel, say hi, Noel. Say hello. Hi. You scared? Hello. Hello, Noel. How are you? Ah. Uh, hi, baby. Hi. How are you? Uh, how are you? What? Oh, I know. <laughs> That's Noelle. You say hi. So, Hello. So she's kind of shy right now. She belongs to yeah, Sean. She belongs to Sean. She's Sean's, Sean's new baby. Like two days ago. Her name is Noelle. Uh -huh. And she is Great Pyrenees and Lab Mix. She's like three weeks old. Look she's, at her paws. she's eight weeks old. <laughs> she's big hi. girl. Yeah. Hey, you got to say hi to the camera, though. Say hi. Say hello. Yeah, she's not she, our puppy, but she, this is the first time she's kinda. has seen uh, electronic. <laughs> she's huh? cute. What's going on? What, what's happening here? Oh yeah. Hello. 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 Okay. Hide. Okay. Oh, she's such a beautiful, adorable personality, isn't yeah, she? She's really awesome. Yeah. 
one of the best dispositions. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, the other ones are jealous. Yeah. Hey, you like this? You like it? Okay. Here, hold on. <laughs> right. Can't turn around. You got to face the camera. What? You're scared? <laughs> yeah, you are. He's like, what are all these lights and stuff? Yeah, hi. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Hello. She really Hello. is beautiful. Hi. Hello. Hello. Say hi. Say hi. Just don't worry, baby. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Huh? Allie's afraid of trucks, and you're afraid of electronics. <laughs> uh, she yeah. is sweet. She is. Mm -hmm. Huh? Hi. Ready? You want to go play? Okay. Want to go play? Go play. Go. Go. Here you go. Have fun. Where are you going? Uh oh. <laughs> Underneath. Oh, there you go. Underneath. Go. Go, go, go. Go take him. Uh, oh, with you. Okay. All right. Bad idea. Huh? Wires everywhere. Okay, come get her. Time out. Huh? All right, well, there you the go. The show is over, so. Yes, the show We're is over. I'm glad they got to, to meet Noelle. Yes. She's beautiful. She is. Mm-hmm. Huh? She is beautiful. Mm -hmm. huh? Isn't she? Yeah. All right, you guys. That's it. That's all she wrote. We'll see you guys. For uh, the LFA show, uh, join us at 3.30. Uh, you can actually get still. I have it still open. PeteSantilli.Locals.com. Join us on Locals. Use promo code TRUMP to get a free month on Locals. I'm going to be doing a lot more streaming over on Locals backstage during our interviews and stuff like that. Uh, I've been working on some configurations to make sure we do that and be able to switch on and off easily. And we can, so join us. PeteSantilli.Locals.com. And if you decide to support us, that's a great way to support us over at Locals. It is. Less than five bucks a month, especially with all the freebies that we're giving away. Um, so join us, please. All right. Do it right now. Uh, and by the way, uh, we've had, uh, I don't know, 20,000 people or so uh, when the final count comes in. 400 of you of the 20,000 push that rumble button. I think we can do better than that. Well, I think you can do better than that. It's not a we thing. If it were up to me, I'd hit it 20,000 times on your behalf. Uh, or you can decide to step up and fight for yourself. There you go. Let's do it. Get up there on the leaderboard on Rumble. Uh, we'll see you guys at uh, 3.30 for the afternoon show on LFA TV. Bye, everyone.